0: It's like my favorite camera to shoot on. I didn't even know they made that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, so that was one that they released before they released the A7R4, before they released the A7 IV. It was like, you know, around 2019. Gotcha. And so they, and the reason I, I, I traded in my Sony A7 III for it was because it had that flip out screen. So it it's turns uh, this way and flips out, and it's in a crop sensor. Why riding. is
1: the A7 III more? It shouldn't be more. I think it,
2: I the. Well, I think this—it's not more. This is just for the body, because like yeah. the, lit, oh, the okay, okay, yeah. Because the body that? for
1: the A7III is like fifteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I think so. Damn.
2: Let me see A7III like body. I guess it just depends on where. it this on Best Buy?
0: It's like what two thousand, maybe? Yeah, it's saying it's two thousand. That's crazy. Yeah, the Sony A7C—it's like literally the. The a7 III, but in a crop sensor body. You might have to look... Because we, we use a twos, so the twos. The two. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, they're good. <laughs> yeah, don't get me yeah. wrong. But no, like it, for
1: us, what we're doing, like, mm-hmm. the, we happen to stop every 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. and that, That's yeah, the shitty yeah,
0: part. Yeah, the, yeah. And the Sony a7C, it's, like, great. No recording limit. And then, again, because it's a crop sensor, you can throw it on a stabilizer and freaking add a mic to it. Maybe even, like, a monitor. Sometimes I'll do that. So, it's that's dope. Nice. It's, I tell people all the time, like, if you want an inexpensive, amazing camera that... You know, you can do s log color grade really good footage with. You can again, no recording limit, doesn't heat up. You know, it has mm. the same batteries as like the bigger one, so long battery life. Yeah. So we were like, if, and if you're like into YouTube, into vlogging, yeah, that's that the might be what we, we, we that might, yeah, yeah, that might because
1: we were gonna get the threes, yeah. we we're gonna get the A7 threes. I would say the C's, the C's, yeah. yeah, and
0: especially because it's newer, so it's a newer body has the capacity for the update, and like I said, that flip out screen is gonna be like nice, yeah. you could actually see yourself and not have to go behind the camera. I don't know why it time. took
1: them so long to like do that on the other camera because they <laughs> had it on bro. like the, the, the
0: A600s and the A6400. Yeah, yeah. It, it was annoying. It was like, and everybody in the Sony community was like, but why, like, like, why don't you give us The this? A60, those are on top though, right? Not to the side? The A64, yeah. The A6400, the A6600 I think is the one that had it on the side. On the side. Yeah, the A64, A65, A63 all just did that flip yeah.
1: out. And then they made the ZV-1. <sighs> I know, dude. The, but that took them long to make because they already had the GX7 out for yeah. a while. Then yeah. they made the ZV1, which is like basically the same. Well, camera I've heard Sony. a lot of
0: good things about that FX3 and the FX30. I just for me, like I said, for what I do, I've been using the A7C for yeah. like two, over two years now. I've done like everything with. From like you, I mean, know, you don't necessarily need a cinema camera either. Yeah, not really. But you know, it's yeah. nice. It's nice to have. Yeah, 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 but but at the same time, it's also like you can learn how to kind of edit that style. So that's where it's, again, if if that's primarily what I'm going to do, then I would go that route. But because I do such a wide variety of work, you know what I mean? I do like liquor and food and beverage, and then I'll do like fitness, and then I'll do real estate. So for me, that camera just works because the way I can color grade and the way I use it, it's like the best thing in the world. I kinda wanna keep that in, so you can go ahead Yeah, yeah, we can do yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I, yeah, yeah, I like I've that.
2: I've actually conversation. been wanting to talk to you about uh-huh. like kind of just rolling into yeah, that yeah, a little yeah. better. But um, just go
1: ahead and in, in, introduce yeah, her real yeah, quick. Yeah, But I'm gonna keep that in. I like that Def- conversation. Definitely.
2: Um, well if you guys don't know, this is aka David Aguilar, Ariel Austin. Um, lovely guest. Uh we Kind of connected yeah, through yeah. Matt. We had yep. Matt on to smoke gain strong. Make sure you guys go get his tickets. Uh, barbecue event April 29th. Yeah, are, are yeah. you going to be? You're going to be there. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll film be there. the event. Oh yeah. Yeah, yes,
1: sir. We're going to uh, <laughs> be doing some filming stuff too. Yeah, Heck, we're going to yeah. do like
2: yeah. a little like fo- like vlog. Like we go trial the spots. People follow us around with the camera. Like nice. kinda, that kind Heck of yeah. interview Sweet. the the pitmasters and yep. whatnot. Yep. So yeah, he's um, going
0: to get some great people. Yeah, yeah, man. KG Barbecue. Have y'all had KG So Soviets? I haven't had no.
1: any, it, all the people we named, I have not had. Bro. I need to, I need to go there. I need to go to Interstellar.
0: Inter- oh, Interstellar, hands down. Like yeah, pork belly I've never been a, there. Yeah, Pork yeah. Belly is like, I was never, you know, I was, you know, I'm Hispanic, born and raised. Yeah. So to me, barbecue, the way we make it, it has like a lot of sauce. I never yep. liked that. So yeah. when I ended up coming here, meeting Matt, he opened me up to like this whole new world of barbecue. But when I went to Interstellar, you know, they're like, oh yeah, Pork Belly. And I'm like, Pork Belly, it just sounded gross. <laughs> But they do a peach glaze on it, and I mm. ate that thing, dude. Like that to me, every time I go somewhere now, I need to have pork belly if it's if it's there. If it's there, yeah. Where yeah. are you originally from? Brownsville. Brownsville. Brownsville, Texas. Yep, yep. Uh, my parents so, are always, going to Harlingen tomorrow. Ah, there's no reason to go anywhere near. But, <laughs> but I always tell people, you know, Brownsville is either southern Texas or northern Mexico, depending how you look at yeah. it. Yeah. because I have, like, a <laughs> uh, family through Harlingen, oh, Mafedia, yeah, nice. McCallum, oh, Brownsville, like, yeah. you, you name it. Yeah. They,
1: like, I have family just spread around. I mean, it's all... Yeah. You know, close. yeah. Yeah. So I have family just spread <laughs> around the whole the whole thing. Dude, yeah.
0: I mean yeah. I mean Brownsville's been blowing up now because Elon Musk. You know, he's yep. he's put Brownsville on the map, which is weird because it's growing up in Brownsville, you're like, nobody no, like the only reason you go there is if you're retiring mm-hmm. or if it's like for construction or, you know, border mm-hmm. patrol and stuff like that. So when Elon went, you know, it was everybody loves a guy. Everybody in Brownsville like admires a dude. So yeah. it's awesome.
1: Yeah, because uh had family up there, so mm-hmm. that's why we went. And then now my parents go down there. Um For one, my my mom's mom uh, gave her one of her houses, mm-hmm. paid off everything, so they go stay there. But that's when they go take their trips to Mexico. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. So they, that that's
0: why the house yeah. is there.
1: So they go there, then they go to Mexico. Yeah, in Brownsville, you know.
0: like you, like where my dad lives, he lives like ten minutes away from Mexico, so you could yeah. literally like just walk across the border in ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Just give us a little backstory yeah. about yourself. Tell us, you know, you're from Brownsville, but just
1: mm-hmm. where yeah. you started, how you got so, to doing what you're doing
0: now. Again, originally from Brownsville, um, yeah, born and raised was there 28, 29 years, and you know, when I was when I when I turned twenty nine, I just realized like, damn, I'm about to be thirty. Like, I'm either gonna be live and die in Brownsville and do what everybody else is doing, or I can like pursue. So. I had at the time worked for Starbucks for about seven years, and mm-hmm. I just became a coffee lover. Love coffee. Would teach people about coffee through coffee programs, and my cousin, mm-hmm. who was also a photographer here in Austin, um, he would always come to Austin for like EDM fest festivals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So one day, I you know I was working two jobs, and I had like a three day vacation. Like I wasn't scheduled at one job for three days, and this other job the same three days. And I told my cousin, I'm like, man, I've always wanted to go to Austin. So, like, you want to come? And he wasn't working at the time. He was like, I have nothing else to do. So we came to Austin, and I fell in love with the city. When Have you Are you ever been to Mozart's? What, yes. What yes. year did you come? Uh, 20. So the first time I visited was 2013, the first time. And then we visited again, 2014. And that's when we, I started making plans to move here. Okay. Gotcha. So we visited Mozart's because I'm like, I want to check out a, one of the best coffee shops. I was, like, on Google checking mm-hmm. stuff out go to mozart's and i see a coffee roaster and i'm like i want to do that like I, I i would i would love in my life was around it surrounded by that thing so then yeah it was a uh, 2014 ended up kind of just saying like you know it's either now or never mm-hmm. so moved here uh, a week after my dad's birthday and you know transferred to starbucks within a week two weeks i applied at mozart's And I remember talking to Jack, who's the the head roaster, and he was like, well, I did an interview with him. And he was like, well, go, you know, apply to other places, do what you got to do, then come back like in a week and I'll let you know. And I'm like, I don't want to work anywhere else. I want like I'm only applying here. And he was like, all right, you start tomorrow. And so I began as a barista. Then I became like a a manager, like a morning manager. Mm -hmm. And then when like six, seven months, I became the head roaster. Gotcha. That's fine. Are you
1: still in contact with them or anything?
0: I mean, I go there all the time, you know, you, but just life has gone so busy. Do you learn. like their coffee? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I. Hot take. Hot take. It is say a hot. It, say it. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I'm not a fan yeah, of their coffee. A, yeah.
1: I just think the atmosphere makes up for the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. The, just what they have to offer. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a nice what kind piece of What heart. kind of
0: coffee guy are you?
1: Um. I've been slowly going away from, like, slowly but surely going away from creamer. Um, Mm. I like
0: more of a darker roast. (laughs) Okay. Um, That's good, yeah. So, Mozart's is probably one of the only few coffee shops that actually does a traditional dark roast. Really? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, because the thing about Austin, like, we've been so influenced by, like, third wave coffee from California, Mm -hmm. Seattle, and all these other places. But so Jack was trained by the original founders of of Starbucks before they sold it to Howard Schultz. So he learned how to roast like that traditional style, you know, that um, I forgot from where it's from, but it's it's a specific style of roasting. And so when he came over to Austin, started roasting for Mozart's and kind of brought that same style. So they're one of the few people who do anything like a Vienna roast, which is like super oily and dark to like a, one of them is El gato negro which is like a nice like medium dark roast so it's funny cuz I don't there isn't a lot of coffee shops that do that so since I gone
1: to, since I've gone like started drinking darker I haven't gone back my my favorite place I live and die by Summer Moon I oh, love bro. Summer Moon Yes I yes so yes, I live in die by Summer Moon <laughs> Yeah yeah uh, have you been to California No, never. Summer Moon's good. So there's like a place he likes. It's called Better Buzz. I like Better Buzz better than... It's San 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 Diego Diego. only. Okay. So if you're ever in California, go to Better Buzz. I mean, I might just be like...
2: For sure. Because Summer
0: Moon is good, but it's not like... You act like it's like... No, (laughs) it's the best. No, it's (laughs) not. (laughs) It's good, but... It's definitely within, for me, like the top five or ten in Austin. You know what I mean? Definitely, yeah. But the thing that I don't like about Summer Moon is that like and that's my thing about a lot of austin Mm -hmm. coffee it's very third wave Mm -hmm. so third wave coffee is more acidic lighter roast these bitter notes and it's it's like it's good especially like if you're doing like an espresso pour over Mm -hmm. but the thing that ends up happening is your baristas don't know how to pour a good espresso shot yeah so when you and that was the thing that i like when i was roasting for mozarts i would always teach them how to pull the shots the way we were roasting it Because if, you know, and this is the way I saw it. And this this is what got me into coffee roasting Mm -hmm. was when I was teaching the coffee programs like at at Starbucks and doing coffee tastings and all that. Like I I remember reading these pages of like, you know, uh, you know, African-American women, Mexican women just sifting through coffee beans for hours. And I got so convicted because I'm like, man, like me as a barista, I don't treat it as well as they do. So I was like, well, you know what? Like, let me become a roaster and learn more about that and see how I could translate that better because they're putting their blood, sweat, and tears in, you know, because coffee has different grades. Yeah. And the higher the grade, it means the more hands that touched it to make sure the beans were the right beans.
1: To this day, Mm -hmm. Best Coffee had coffee from, um, I don't know what kind it was Mm -hmm. uh, because it was in German, but German coffee.
0: Oh, dude, German coffee is so good.
1: One of my friends went to Germany Uh and she brought me back Uh coffee from Germany. Uh Uh-huh. So this is still yeah. the best, I have um, Turkish coffee in there that I need to make, oh. but I have to get the whole. Turkish coffee is <sighs> really good. It's Bro, yeah. very strong. I haven't. I, I need to get the the whole thing that you have to do, but I, I still need to make that. So as you know well. what
0: you need to do, because uh, so his name is I think Ari. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I'm gonna butcher his name. Let me let me double check it real quick. Cause <laughs> so wh- while I'm checking, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. So this guy owns a Harlem Road out uh, near Sugarland, Texas, mm-hmm. in, by Houston. And he used to be Wolfgang uh, Puck's like left hand man. Like he would travel with them, open up all his stores and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Ara. His name's Ara. And um, and so he started Harlem Road in in Sugarland. I think it's in Sugarland. Um, but he does Turkish coffee, and he makes his own. Like so, he has a coffee roastery, mm-hmm. roasts his own that he sells in the in the stores. But he travels with his own Turkish coffee. So. We were out at the Troubadour event, me and Matt were filming, and I meet Aura, and Matt's like, oh, he's a big coffee lover, he used to roast coffee, da-da-da, and so Ara was like, let me make you some Turkish coffee. Bro. Yeah. It was like 100 degrees that day. It was hot, but man, it was so, the crema was perfect. It was like, every, like, that was probably the best cup of coffee I've ever had from a stranger.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I haven't had many. Yeah, but that yeah, one was on a shirt. Yeah, I need, I need to try Turkish coffee, but still to this day, the German coffee is the yeah. best coffee. there's I don't know, there's just yeah. something about was it. Was it like
0: more like the chocolatey notes? That
1: might have been it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know because it is you can yeah. you can definitely taste like chocolatey yep, in there. Yeah, but it was it was the best. It was the best. Yeah, I love so. it. Yeah, I, I, and I was sad when I ran out. And
0: like I said, to me that's like that's my only gripe with some coffee shops here in Austin is that. You know, I wish more of them would offer traditional medium or a dark. Mm-hmm. Roast. Yeah, that's how I am. Like, I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm a black coffee. Same. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when he talks, about
2: coffee, I'm kind of like Carlos, you just be putting Yeah, I've got <laughs> it. I've started going like. like you you got to like, drink the, the less, taste the less beans less and
1: less, yeah. and less, yeah. and less yeah. on um the creamer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and I, and I
0: still roast at home. So I have like my okay. home roaster. Where you know if, if I have time, if I'm not busy, and I'm like, oh man, like we're running low on coffee. I got green beans at yeah. home, so I just you know I roast everything at home. Um, but some of the, like, I usually am always going to summer moon to buy some coffee. Mozart's is another one. Uh, houndstooth is one that it like, oh, depe- Not at once. depending on the roast, you know, and, and that's the thing, like to me, houndstooth, I would say again, probably top five cause they're under the frost tower. Mm-hmm. So location is awesome downtown, but their baristas do a hell of a job of pouring espresso. And to me, like anytime I go into a new coffee shop, I always order a double shot of espresso and regular drip. And I'm like, if you could if you can make good espresso and make a good simple coffee, you won me over. Gotcha.
1: because yeah. uh, I've I um, Do you if you aren't roasting at home, mm-hmm. are you uh, espresso?
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah.
1: Was it, Revo Reveal? Breble. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want one, but I bro I, my mine <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's some money. Bro, <laughs> Facebook market, dude. Really? I bought I bought mine on Facebook Market maybe f- almost five years ago for like four hundred bucks. It's still with me to this day. Because I, I mean, I work at Best Buy, so I mm-hmm. get a discount on them. Oh. But even thin. Yeah. Oh, saying. yeah. If you're buying a new, new, yeah, yeah. But, th- and this is the thing I always tell people when it comes to your espresso machines. You don't, you don't need a great espresso machine. Mm-hmm. You need a good grinder. Because your grind is what makes your bean. Yeah. It is, like, especially nowadays, you can get like, you know, a Mr. Coffee espresso machine. And it's still going to give you some good pressure. For good espresso, but what you need is the grinder to give you the the good communication. It's the 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 blade, right? How yep. fine it chops yep. it up. Yep. Yeah. So I,
1: mine, mine isn't the best, and it's old, mm-hmm.
0: and I've been meaning
1: to get a new one.
0: Yeah, the one that I have is a uh, man. I'll remember the name later, but I, it you can get it at at almost any coffee shop. Yeah. But I got it at a uh, Texas Coffee Traders. Okay. Yeah. So, but that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, if if you can get a good used, like my Brevo is. Like, it's just espresso. That's all it does. And Mm -hmm. it just, you know, has one shot, two shot. But every morning, grind beans. My wife, I make her her iced soy latte, sometimes a mocha. I throw some chocolate in there. (laughs) And then for me, I just do either a double shot or I'll do, like, you know, an Americano. And that's about it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you ever thought about uh, like making your own coffee business or? So like, we did, we okay. did during the pandemic, man. So um, after, so you know, I've talk, I was telling you, but I used to work for a glass company here in gotcha. Austin. Okay. And then during the pandemic, you know, just like everybody else, it's like you're not essential. Get yep. the hell out of here. <laughs> and so I was not essential for a while, but th- like, of course, they're they're just like, just say you got fired, got on unemployment for a while, and then when things cool down, we'll, we'll hire you back. So I did that, mm-hmm. and I was still, like, working for them and just doing their social media. And, like, mm-hmm. dude, like, my schedule back then was amazing because, I like, you know, I was able to... So I would sleep Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, and then Friday through Sunday I would stay up. And I would, like, edit, read, meditate, stretch. I would do whatever I wanted for, like, the rest of the time. And so I was, like, that's when I got way better at editing because I was, you know, I don't have my wife and, you know... Mm-hmm. We would spend our our quality time together. She would go to bed. I would stay up and, you know, get work done, knock out some books, do some stretching. You know what I mean? And but then I would spend like the majority of the time editing, learning Premiere Pro, learning some After Effects, learning all this kind of stuff. And so that was like one of my favorite times because it was like I was getting paid to learn this Mm. these skills. You know what I mean? So then the pandemic is going on. And all the coffee shops are closed. And so I was, you know, I went on Amazon, found a coffee roaster for a few hundred bucks, got some green beans. And then I I was just doing it for me and my wife. Then some friends were like, hey, like, give me coffee. Like, I need coffee, you know. So I was selling to friends and my wife learned how to make a website. So she built me out a website and did like every, you know, people could buy and purchase. So. We we ran it for like a good six months, almost almost a year, and we and we had like dude some so it's it's called Defibrillator Coffee. Okay. And and my father in law came up with the name. And so we had some random nurses like out of nowhere find like they had their own nursing training, like online stuff and they found our stuff online, and they were like, oh, we want to order, like, 500 pounds of coffee for God me. dang. Bro.
2: God. Yeah.
0: Like, I roasted for, like, <laughs> a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was like, we started, like, we got big accounts, like, a couple thousand here, a couple thousand there, um, and then when we ended up going back to work, you know, just, it wasn't feasible to keep doing both, mm-hmm. so we had to, you know, at least for now, stop it. It definitely is still a dream, because, again, like, I, got, I love coffee, and it's, yeah. m- like, my joy in life. So I definitely want to do it again, but... You know, it's great because I was being able to create my own little blends and it was like, oh, you know, I can get Ethiopian for this and do a little Sumatra. So do like a 30, 20, mm-hmm. 50, you know, oh, add some Colombia, maybe a dark Brazil. So mm-hmm. yeah, there, you get creative. With yeah. It, so yeah. there is one of one of my favorite blends and everybody loved it. I, we called it the waking dead and it was a light roasted Ethiopian with a medium to dark roast Sumatra and then like a either Mexican or Brazilian depending on what I had and so you had like a really nice chocolatey nutty like flavor but then like the Ethiopian was like the nice sweeter berry fruit but then you had that Sumatra that gave you like this like Almost like a burnt mushroom, like marshmallow kind of taste. It was mm. so good. That, that sounds fire. super. Yeah, nice. super yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. yeah, dude. I need to buy some from you now. <laughs> yeah, you <got> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll let y'all know. I'll let y'all know when I when I'm okay, roasting another yeah, batch, and yeah, I'll throw y'all a You got
1: me intrigued. Yeah, yeah. And, and
0: it's and like I said, for me, it was just like now I get to create these flavors, and yeah. when you know your coffee beans well, it's like okay, now now all I got to do is find the right uh, percentage. So mm. like. Like I said, I would do about 30 to 40% Ethiopian because, you know, light roast, it was nice, strong, and bitter. But then that Brazilian, I wanted more of that coffee nuttiness. I was roasting that medium dark. But then that earthiness of the Sumatra was just, like, balancing everything out. So, you know, just doing taste here and there. My wife was my guinea pig, and so we're always hot up in caffeine. (laughs) Not a bad thing to (laughs) to, uh, be hopped up
1: off of. Yep. Um,
0: What, like, what...
1: Did you ever even, like, think about going into, like, liquor? Because it's kind of the same, not Mm. necessarily the same thing, but, like, Mm. just throwing different ideas, and then you can do, like, different um, espresso martinis, stuff like that. But did you ever even, like... Started going to, the, like, the liquor side? So
0: I've always thought about it. So I've, I've always thought about more, like, brewery because, mm-hmm. I, I, like, I don't drink beer as much. But mm-hmm. when I first moved to Austin, bro, like, you cannot get me out of a brewery. I yeah, was having, yeah. like... That's th- what we're known for. Yeah, and it's yeah. like I, I would have, like, three different six-packs, like, IPA, stout, porter. Like, I was, you mm-hmm. know... Uh, so, but the last two to three years, I've been more into scotch, whiskeys, bourbons, gotcha. that kind of stuff, you know? That's well, yeah, um, what I like. Yeah, that's, uh, like, no to doubt. me, you yeah. know, I don't... So I just started doing this fitness thing, you know, that I'm doing with a friend of mine. So I'm he kind of cut me off of like drinking alcohol. He's like, you can do maybe two a week. And I was like, dang, you know, because I was drinking maybe two, three glasses of scotch every night. You know what I mean? So I'm there, you know, I'm there editing. It's nice. No, bro, it's nice. it's what, soothing. Yeah. It's
2: like a nice sipper, like yeah. good flavor. You're exactly. not like, you know. Not and especially
0: like, especially like to me, scotch has become like one of my favorite drinks. Like I just love the the peatiness of it, you know. Scotch, just, I can't do yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, bro, it's it's up very, yet. very, <laughs> very harsh. That's how it, my dad is. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And and so I learned how to drink scotch through cigars. So, yeah. Okay. So Makes I, sense. Yeah. So when I started getting into cigars... You know, uh, I started learning more about pairing. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, you can pair this with that. So then I would force myself to drink a scotch and smoke a cigar. And at first it was rough. So I would add like Topo Chico mm-hmm. and that kind of, okay, soothe little, little by little. Then I would do no Topo Chico, but maybe a, some ice. And then from there it just became nothing. I just like pour it, drink it, pour it, I drink, <laughs> can't, it. Yeah, nah, I drink it. Yeah, yeah the scotch, yeah. I can't do that. And, with... But when you get there, dude. Oh man, like I just tell people sometimes, like because bourbon is like nice and like you have like the 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 wood flavor and like some spice, <laughs> yeah. but the oak and all that kind of stuff. When it comes to like scotch, it's to me, I love it. I, it's so yeah, good. Scotch, yeah. scotch is good. Yeah, I, yeah.
1: Um, I can. I can't do uh, scotch all the time. Mm. Uh, that's another acquired like taste, but every now and then I'm like, I can go for like a, one one thing,
0: one thing of scotch. My my wife and I went to Costco about a month ago and you know, the Costco has the the, the liquor section. So have you ever heard of Doers? Yep. Okay. So there's, that's my favorite scotch. Dewar's? Yeah. Yeah. I love that scotch. Gotcha. So I go in and they had like a 1.75 milliliter big ass bottle (laughs) and it was for 30 bucks. (laughs) And, and I was like, is this another it, big one that I can think of was a Laphroaig. Oh, yeah. That's another good one. Love yeah, that's another good one. But yeah, I saw it there and like I bought it and I was like, bro, I killed that like in two weeks, you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah, every night I would just two, three glasses of scotch and I would just edit, you know, my wife and son are asleep. So I'm just doing my thing. Um But yeah, now since I'm doing like this fitness journey thing, mm-hmm. my, my, my homie who's my trainer is like, you can do two, two a week. A week. Yeah. Like, do you like McCallum? Yeah, yeah. I, dad, my, my dad
1: has dad. like all the additions. Like, oh, collection. really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. my dad used to work. He he still has contact with them, so he still talks to him. But he used to work at a liquor store, mm-hmm. and then every time they built a new addition, because you know how they only make a yeah. certain amount. Yep, yep. Um, he would ask. My, he would he would ask. Uh, he was like, Hey, can your dad get this uh, for my dad? Yeah. And I was like, Let me ask, and the head guy would always um, order it. And uh, for him, so he has, he has a lot of the additions. damn, and yeah. those are pricey too. Dude. If yeah, you ha- yeah. If, yeah, if you have yeah. them, yeah. there's some money. Yeah. yeah, and he he hasn't opened any of them. Like he's
2: he's saying, what? I want to save them for like special occasions, yeah. like when we get married and stuff like that. Dude, uh, that's yeah.
0: awesome. Yeah, my that's one. You know, my father in law. That's one thing we have in common. Like yeah. we love to drink. So every time we hang out, it's like beer, wine, whiskey, yeah. whatever. You know, my quote unquote daily cheap ones, bullet makers.
1: Oh, dude, bullet- I like bullet rye better yeah. than bourbon though.
0: And yeah. the, well, a really good one is the Treaty Oak, the, the what, what is it called? The Day Drinker. Yeah. Mm. That's such had, an easy drink. I haven't had that one. Really? So, yeah. to me, Treaty, you know, is one of my favorite spots. Like, they're just really good people. But I think, to me, they have some of the best whiskey.
1: I had one of their whiskeys, but I can't remember which one because I used to work at Golf.
0: Was it the Ghost Hill Bourbon? I think so, actually. Because that's, like, their most popular one. Yeah, and that yeah. was, like,
1: their first one, right? I think so. Yeah. Because when Cause it was,
0: like, one of the more aged ones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, cause I had their bar key from a long time ago. Mm. Um, and then when they first came out, they gave us these tokens, tokens. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those are like vouchers of mm-hmm. something like if you come on the tour, you get two drinks or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I had those and I was supposed to go with my dad, but we just never had time to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, that, that, I think I
0: had that one. Yeah. Yeah. That Bro, one I liked. That is, that is to me probably one of the best whiskeys that I have on my shelf when yeah. I have it. And like I said, I don't do like whiskey as much anymore. But if I do, like, I'm always going for a ghost of bourbon. Ghost of bourbon. Yeah. Would you ever, so did you,
1: uh, I guess the original question, would you ever do like anything with the liquor and coffee? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: And, you know, my father-in-law, we've talked about that too, because he he wants to get into like distilling himself and like learning the whole process. And so, you know, we're just like, you know, he lives in Houston, so we don't get to see each other a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we talk about it a lot. We're like, oh, yeah, because then, of, of course, when you come up with coffee cocktails, Psh, that's like a no brainer you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. but I, I was just gonna say like for me when it comes to like even alcohol the the thing that that would be difficult for me is like the waiting process because you have to let it age mm-hmm. and you have to let it sit and you have to yeah. let these things happen with coffee it's like in three days you can already begin to know where your coffee's going yeah and you don't have to like wait as long so that's why for me it would be hard to do liquor yeah, bro. We can. I scotch no, is like yeah, so yeah, damn yeah. good. I love it. But I mean, it's it's also like I said, it sucks because. So uh, uh, two weeks ago, I did, I, um, or a month ago, so I ran the Austin marathon. And, really? Yeah, okay. I, yeah. We, we
2: just had a, yeah. uh, One of my friends uh, yeah. ran it, and I had oh, yeah? a lot of people that ran it that I knew. So yeah,
0: so <clears throat> the Austin the the people who put on the Austin marathon yeah. are fans of my page, and so you know they were they were going to hire me to do something, and they're like, oh, you know, it was too expensive. But they're, but they're like, yeah, but they're like, you could, if you want, you, we'll let you run for free. And I was like,
3: oh yeah,
0: yeah. You know, and they're like, you could either do the 5k, the half marathon or the full marathon. And I was like, yeah, I'll just do the marathon. I didn't know what the hell a marathon was like. I didn't know. Oh, wow. Long. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know how long it was going to be. Gee. So, so then, you know, I kind of, you know, I signed up for it and I was just busy working to where I kind of forgot to train for it. So then. Uh, my wife reminds me, He's like, hey, you know, you got the marathon coming up, like, in a little over a month. And I'm like, dang, I haven't even trained for that. So, like, I started, like, just running. I was like, all right, well, let me just start running more. You know what I mean? I was probably doing, like, 30 minutes, 15 <laughs> minutes of cardio a day and yes. then just lifting weights. So I, I had no cardio in my bones. So then I hit up my homie, who's a, who's a personal trainer, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm running the Austin Marathon. And, you know, I just need I need to know, like, what's a good way to train so, like, I can do it. He's like, when is it? And I'm like, on the 19th or something. I forgot when it was. And he was like, bro, that's like less than a month away. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, if you gave me like three months, I would have gotten you like in good running shape. He's like, you give me three weeks. He's like, look, follow this like regimen and you probably won't get injured. So for three weeks, it was like running like so Mondays I would run like an hour tuesdays i would run like two hours wednesdays i would run uh i would do like bike or i would do like uphill walks and then like some body training and then thursday two hour run friday hour run saturday three hour run so it was like i was getting used to like running and then so the Austin awesome marathon comes and the night the two days before i get like an injury kind mm, of you know yeah. like i just feel real bad cramping on my leg it was hard to walk and so I asked him, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do the full marathon. I'll probably do the half. He's like, yeah, I'll be smart to do the half. So then uh, marathon night comes. I'm like, you know, I hop on the bike and I'm like, damn, please don't let it hurt. And it was hurting a little bit. So I'm like, all right, you know, half marathon, still good. You know, I've never, never done anything like this before. So then, you know, I get there and I, you know, I start running, get halfway through the marathon. And I, I hit the section where it's like turn Right if you're running the half marathon and you'll finish in the next whatever miles, go straight for another 13 point, whatever miles. And I'm just like, I'm going to do the whole thing. Hell yeah. You know what i mean? wow. said? So yeah, Yeah. That's so, then, crazy. so then I just start going, dude. And I'm just like praying and I'm like, as long as, as long as my leg doesn't hurt, I'll keep going. And so I, my goal was to finish it in five hours. I did it in five hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy. Nah, no. dude. Well, again, I was just kind of like, Oh, it sounds like fun, you yeah. know, not even thinking about it. So then, yeah. So then, uh, you know, I talked after that, my friend who's a personal trainer, we were like just talking about doing like a body transformation. Cause I've like, I've always been into weightlifting. I've always liked lifting weights, I, but I was more of the gym bro. Like just rack it up, lift heavy. Yeah. That's all that matters, you know, for sure. yeah. But now being a father, it's like, okay, like I need to be in at least you know, I I want to be in better shape. I want my body to last me longer. I want, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, my wife is 10 years younger than I am. So I'm like, I want to still look good, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, so I, me and him just talked and he was like, all right, like, do you want to be like, like, how do you want to do this? And I'm like, bro, whatever you think I can handle, like, just throw it at me. And so uh, this week is starting week two of it, but it's just like, so I do uh about 40 45 minutes of like body workout and mm-hmm. then 45 minutes of incline walking. Mm-hmm. And that's been like crazy, dude. But it's like like you know we've I just really want to get to the point where cuz you know I've always been a like a, in sports, and I always like, you know, mm-hmm. just that kind of aspect of stuff. But I you know, it's I just it's been years since like I had a six-pack. It's been years since like I was I actually like liked what I looked at in the mirror, so I was just like, you know what, screw it. You know I'm I'm about to be 37, so it's like let's just see what I can do. You know, and especially finishing the marathon, mm-hmm. it gave me like just yeah. that encouragement. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know I'm always like I, I I'm always like thinking like, oh man, you're old, you can't do that, or you know what, mm-hmm. it just kind of doubts here and there. And so yeah, man, after finishing that marathon, it was like, damn, I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. know I still had that kind of like motivation Mm -hmm. in me and so now we're we're doing this whole thing and you know i can't drink alcohol which is the (laughs) sucky part about it but it's also cool just being able to like have that mindset again of like going in with this like mentality in the gym and just like Mm -hmm. walking out feeling like all right i put in work now Mm -hmm. time to like you know handle everything else are you pretty self-disciplined oh yeah there's uh,
1: a thing that he's gonna, yeah. Whenever
2: down. I get some time, like mm. I, which is never a good time to do it, but mm. I, I want to do 75 hard. Which, okay, the ch- if you're a challenge, no, so basically, the challenge is um, 75 days straight working out, um, 45 minute indoor workout, 45 minute outdoor workout. Oh, nice. Read 10, 10 pages of any book uh, mm-hmm. a day, mm-hmm. drink a gallon of water, and then um, stick to a diet. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be like you know these crazy diets, mm-hmm. it can just be like not eating fast food at all, yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So, I do want to do that at some point, but um, I can kind of relate to that mm-hmm. about like the fitness and stuff because mm-hmm. lately, I mean, uh, we went out for our, our homie CJ's birthday mm-hmm. on Sunday. I woke up at like seven, got like three or four hours of sleep the night before, I didn't mm-hmm. get a whole lot of sleep, but. Took pre-workout, went to the gym, mm-hmm. I worked out with some friends I have, and uh, burned like 700 calories, mm-hmm. and I had like a ton of energy, because it we went to rainy day yeah. drink, I had like a ton of energy, like I wasn't tired, I felt good, Yeah. and I've been doing like more flexibility stuff, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I played uh, football in college. Oh, nice. So, um, I definitely understand that, yeah. like, just trying to move around more, and mm-hmm. like, just, just take care of yourself, because... Yep. It sucks at first, but once you get used to it, you just feel so rejuvenated. Yeah. You don't know, feel sluggish throughout the day and yep. you just feel like you can accomplish more and yeah. And, do more. and I mean it's so. also
0: like, you know, for I, you know, I spend the majority of the time sitting down because I'm editing, you mm-hmm. know. And when I do move a lot, it's either, you know, when I have video shoots going on, mm-hmm. but the majority of the work is in the editing. So mm-hmm. I I sit down a lot. And that's one thing that because again, when I was a coffee roaster, I'm having to carry around 160 pounds of beans. Mm-hmm. 30, 50 times Mm because that's how many bags that I got to put up. You know what I mean? So when I had more of an active lifestyle, it was easier to just be fit and strong. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm more like a a sedentary, sitting down, editing, you know, and that's like seven, eight hours of my day, it's, it's just, it's harder to move. You know what I mean? So that was one aspect where I was like, okay, I knew how to work out when I was that person. But this person, the videographer, I don't know this physical lifestyle because I'm, I'm just going off of what I knew in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm going off of what I was used to. So, you know, when when I talked to my friend about it, you know, he's like, all right, how many times are you like, do you, you know, do you get up, up from your desk? Like, what do you do? Like, how how, like, other than working out in the morning, what mm-hmm. are your other activities? And, and again, just like breaking all that down mm-hmm. and then even breaking down my diet to being like, okay, like you need this much protein on these days. You need more fat on these days. You need more carbs on these <laughs> days. So like all of that has just been interesting. Yeah. I'm like, you know, cause again, when you're just lifting heavy weight, all you got to do is eat food. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what yeah. kind of food you're eating. You just got to get calorie intake. Intake. Yeah. You just need the calorie intake, but you know, we're talking and you know, this guy's a physique champion has won countless of awards and mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And so I'm like, look, man, I I just want to push myself to do something that I know I'm capable of, but I just don't know how to get there. And so he was like, "All right, like let's do it." And so we just been, you know, he. Uh, so I've I've known I know him because I used to work for this fitness company here in Austin doing videography, and they ended up moving to Chicago, and you know the trainers are still here in Austin, so I do like video and photo work mm-hmm. for them. And so, you know, we've always kind of been cool together. And, you know, so when I told him about it, he was like, all right, let's do it. You know what I mean? And so I I recorded, I think over, I think in one night we shot over 250 workouts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It was like from 12 o'clock at night to like three in the morning, like we were filming. And so it was just like, you know, how to do proper bicep curls, like in just like 15 to 20 second videos that are on YouTube that you can access through his app. And so he's a personal trainer. You sign up for his program. And so whenever there's a workout, you go to the video that is on there and it's him teaching you how to work out and it breaks down your reps, your rest time, all that kind of stuff. And then alongside with that, it's another app that helps you with your diet, tracking your food. Mm. And I you know, it's funny, I was to my wife this the other day. I'm like, I always talk shit about people who did this. You know what <laughs> I mean? I Although always kinda like, oh, oh I'm sorry, it doesn't fit your macros. Okay, my yeah, bad. Yeah. And no I'm, doubt. you know, we go out to eat and I'm just and I I, I slide my phone to my wife, I'm like, Ch- check if I can have that. Like I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't wanna see people that I don't want people to see I'm that guy, but you know, take a quick look. Yeah. Can I eat that? Yeah. No. That, <laughs> um, that's good.
2: Um, <clears throat> um, I guess like since you said you were shooting for uh, this guy that's mm-hmm. helping you with this fitness journey and all that mm-hmm. stuff, um, what was kind of like your first thought uh, from I guess transitioning from doing all the coffee stuff, mm-hmm. being in like kind of like the food industry and uh-huh. things like that, and being like, man, I want to pick up a camera and start shooting. Mm-hmm. Were you doing that then, or did you? Was that after that?
0: So that happened at Mozart. Okay. Um, so like you know, I I just liked taking pictures on my own Instagram of the coffee that I was doing and just the journey I was on and they would always see it. And they're like, Hey, we don't have anybody running our social media. Like we'll pay you extra to do it. And I was like, bet, you know? So then, you know, at that time I was getting paid as a barista, as a roaster and now for social media. So I was making pretty good money and getting tips and we we're walking out like with 900 dollars tips a day. So I was making really good money. So then I invested that in a Sony A60, a 60 Sony a fifty one hundred bought that. And that's what kind of started my, my video journey. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, you're paying me extra. Let me, if I give you better content, you'll probably pay me more money. You no know? doubt. So then, uh, I did that for them for a while. And then when I left that company, um, I was, I went to roast for Austin Java and I roasted for them for about a year and pretty much same thing happened. It was like, we need help with social media. So did video work from them as well. Then I went to, to Texas coffee traders And then when I was there, that's when this glass company, they saw a lot of my Instagram stories and they're like, we want somebody to document the growth of our company, the way you're doing your Instagram. So we'll hire you part time to do that. So then I was doing coffee roasting and videography as a side gig. And then when I started getting the more followers and they were seeing like, yo, we're closing deals because of Instagram, like you're taking our photos or posting our videos and people are now saying, I want to shower. I want this. I want that. So they ended up pretty much paying me like a salary to just be their full-time content creator. So then I did that for about 2 years and that and that's kind of how I became a videographer.
1: What so when you first picked up oh,
0: did you do research on like what nothing you just So I was lucky uh, you know my my cousin like I said he's a he's a pro- he's a professional photographer here in Austin and a close friend of mine was a portrait photographer. Mm-hmm. So the only thing they told me was don't touch anything else on your camera. Just leave it on manual and figure it out. Mm. And so that's what started that. They were shooting already before you even picked up a camera. Oh, okay, yeah, Way so they,
1: they they say like for Sony go video for pictures. So go they Canon, so uh, a,
0: uh, my homie was a Canon the mm-hmm. my and my cousin was a Nikon shooter mm-hmm. and I picked up a Sony camera because I'm like well you know it's for video and for photos and I want to do more video because yeah. I'm like yeah. they're the photographers I don't want to be a photographer I want to yeah. be a videographer yeah. Um, so Sony was the, the, at the time, and still to this day is the best camera for videographers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. So then started with the a 5,100 and then did like little videos here and there. And then went from that to the 6,500 and then from that to the Sony a seven And then I had the Sony a 7s two for a while. And those are like the ones that I've shot on. W-
1: Is what do you count like Black Magic's and Reds? Are those for video? Like, do you still think Sony's better than like Black Magic and Reds, or those are two completely different like categories? Yeah,
0: well, and it's also the one thing I tell people is use the gear that one you could afford, yeah, Mm -hmm. but also that that is going to help you produce the content you want to produce. Like, if you want to produce Black Magic style, like amazing colors and like all this insanity, and then you also need the editor. program to handle all that as Mm -hmm. well. You also need the computer that can handle all of that processing. So it isn't just, I got a black camera, my my stuff's going to look awesome. It's you need everything else to come with that. So for me, it's like, whatever you want to produce, there's your phone can do it, right? Your your, cameras can do it. So it's learning what you can take on at that time. Okay. So and that's the way I treated it. For me, it was like Sony was pretty easy to learn. It was just you know a few buttons here, record, nothing too crazy. At that time with the Sony A sixty five hundred, they had the S and Q. And that's kind of when they started it. So you could shoot slow motion straight from your camera. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, just watching YouTube tutorials and learning here and there. <laughs> and and so for me, I wouldn't ever use a Black Magic camera or anything like that because. I'm like, if somebody's going to hire me to do what I do, I do what I do on my Sony a7C, mm-hmm. yeah. my Sony a7R 2 Yeah. So why am I going to, especially if people, some people are like, well, should I go rent it? Why am I going to go rent a camera that I have to learn on my shoot how to use when I already know my cameras? Yep. I know my Sonys. I know what I could do with them. If I need something better, I could just go rent a lens for precision and just upping your lens quality is going to give you a way better. You know, you so rent a G Master real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so for me, it's like... You know, you have to play within within your realm. And if you can't afford all this other stuff, well then use whatever you got. You know what I mean? Like iPhones, bro. You know yeah, what I mean? They're now, crazy now, man. Yeah, and I'm like, people people laugh <laughs> when I say it, but it's like my iPhone has been my second camera for years. And yeah. my 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 clients sometimes don't even know. Yeah, like I could have my one camera set up, another camera set up, and I'm like, oh, I need another shot. 4K 60 iPhone got that third shot. Edited together, you don't even know what happened. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of that. I mean, yes,
1: the iPhone mm-hmm. is good and does its job and what you need it needed to do. But mm-hmm. the reason they can't tell is because everything is done in post production. Like, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. If you can make it flow yep. and just make it look the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah Storyline. Yeah, and not yeah, even that. Did. It's
0: also. The, one of the reasons people want to get cameras is because of 4K quality, mm-hmm. right? That's usually everybody's like, oh, we want that 4K. We you, want can t- you can definitely tell. You though. can tell. Yeah. I don't know. But, <laughs> but how often do you guys turn on 4K on your YouTube? So, All the so, time. So this, yeah?
1: is, so this is the conversation I've been having with him mm-hmm. because he's been wanting to shoot in 4K. Mm-hmm. Um, not podcasts, though. Which okay, is content yeah. in general. Yeah. In um, my point of view, in my eyes, mm-hmm. I have the hardware to like take 4K. Yeah. That's not the problem. Yeah. but. You have to realize how much data is going through, like mm-hmm. just the SD card, like how much storage that yeah. is on the SD card. Yeah. Yeah. Then downloading yeah. that storage onto whatever you're doing it on, yep. uploading that storage into Final Cut or Premiere Pro, mm. putting that in the timeline, that getting rendered, yep, making the whole video, exporting it, yeah, uploading it to YouTube. Yeah. That like just that time alone takes is long ridiculous. Time. Yeah. And then on top of that. Most people that are watching it are probably watching it on their phone, mm-hmm. so it's getting compressed anyways. Yep. Yeah. So if you upload in ten eighty sixty, it's gonna look damn near close to four K because you're watching on a phone and it's yep. compressed. Yeah, so it looks the same. Yeah.
0: Um, well, and there's I forgot I forgot what the number was, but there's a a small percentage of people who like I do that. Like when I watch YouTube videos and like it's something good, I'm putting that on four K. Four K. Absolutely. Because it, yeah. it's like especially if it's like. You know, someone like Peter McKinnon or one of these like videographers actually Dude, are like car doing I'm it in the cars, too. Yeah, so yeah. Like, so the other, yeah, thing, yeah, other thing that also bring up is, is like, all right,
1: you're shooting in 4K. <laughs> half the people watching it aren't watching it on a 4K screen anyways. Yep, exactly. Unless it's on a TV. You're now I think the iPhone is 4K um, screen wise. Mm-hmm. But even then, I, like if I'm watching YouTube, I'm watching it on my TV, on my phone, which mm-hmm. my phone isn't 4K screen because mm-hmm. I have an iPhone 11, mm-hmm. and my monitors, my monitors mm-hmm. only 1080 60, yeah, yeah. or will only do 1080. Um, so it's like I would shoot, I'm I'm clicking to up, go to 4K, but yeah. like I'm still not really seeing. Mm-hmm. It. Like you can tell the difference, yes, but like you're still really not seeing. A See,
0: 4K. It, the the only time I, I mean, I, I. Shoot in 4K more with my drone than I do with my camera, mm-hmm. and for me, it's mainly because I shoot 4K D log, and I know that, especially when it comes to drones, like you, you really need the quality to pop. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and that's and that's where like, for drones, I shoot 5.4 or 4K all the time, but then I compress it to 1080p because it's still you it's, still, get, yeah, a you still get a gorgeous image, detection. and 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 at the same time, how like you said like upload doesn't take <clears> as long. Is if I'm transferring data files, dude, that's the biggest pain in the ass. If I'm like, You're all right. Send it to a client. <sighs> yeah. Or even to an editor. You know, yeah. so there's no, times yeah. where it's like, okay, I got so much amount to edit. I need I need somebody else. Yeah. And I have to send it off to the editor. And it's just like Oh, it'll be there in ninety-seven hours. Yeah, Do you, <laughs> you know, know what I mean. Like, are
1: a little bit easier because the the clip time is so much shorter. Mm-hmm. It's But minute yeah. for each yeah. thing, yeah. thirty seconds. Like yeah. it's, it's a lot shorter rather yeah. than like an actual yeah. video. It's constantly go 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 yeah. go yeah. go, and it's like cool. It could be a five minute video, but that five minute video, like all that stuff that I just named, is still gonna yeah. take you a and long. time. And that's not even adding your color grade. Nope, you that's or not taking in. That's what I said. Just like just that or, stuff. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. gonna yeah. take you just a long ass time. So, you don't like to... Not that you don't like to shoot in 4K, but, like, a lot of stuff you don't upload in 4K. No. I don't see a reason for it. That's yeah. just me. Well, yeah.
2: I think it just depends. Because mm-hmm. if you look at every single... food, Because I'm, I'm on YouTube, like, mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. So, every single, like, car video, mm-hmm. 4K. Yeah. And to 100%. be honest, it needs to be in 4K. Because yep. yep. you need to see... It, ne- yep. it needs to be, like, a visual... You're, like, there yeah. representation. Yeah. Food. I think food, food definitely needs to be in 4K, 4K as yep. well. And then, like... Especially I mean, those tight shots. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, food car stuff travel stuff even like snowboarding video, mm, like mm. stuff like that i think 4k yeah. is fine but vlogs vlogs no don't need be 4K. stuff like this no yeah, yeah. i think it varies and then obviously like if you're using a drone like i'm pretty mm. sure a lot of companies ask you to like fly drones oh, and yeah. stuff yeah so if a company were to ask us to do something mm. then i'd shoot that and like if we have the ability because yep. it's like you want to give them the best yep. product and yep. you also don't want to be like Companies are just like oh this this other guy that did it for me did it in four K you know what I'm yeah, saying so yeah. like
0: I feel like you just gotta kind of pick yeah for
1: for a client it's always four K I yeah. never
0: not shooting four K for
1: a client yeah, yeah. I mean I get I'm a little bit because I still feel like you can I'm sure you can mm-hmm. shoot 1080 mm-hmm. make the video And oh, you can shoot four K yeah. make the video and make them look damn near pretty yeah. close
0: well and and that's a thing another thing I do for my clients I send them a four K and a 1080 P yeah. file just so that they could also see the difference of, like... Like, again, it really does depend what it is. Like, food, when I do food and beverage, like, bro, I need those, like, tight, sizzling shots or the liquor being poured. Like, you need that color. You need that pop. But, yeah, when, like, even real estate sometimes, like... Mm -hmm. If I, if I do a real estate video and I show it to you in 1080p and 4K, you're not another difference at all. Mm-hmm. But
1: you, you can probably show them 1080p, so yeah, it's 4K. Yeah. They're not going to know.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. And, and at the same time, they really don't care. No. They're they just, just like, want the video and they want they just, it out. Yeah. They're just like, we need to have this out. We need to sell this home. So, the, yeah, there's been so many times where, even again, even on my iPhone, I've had to do stuff like that, like get certain shots or, if my, you know, if, if I, which has happened before, amateur moves, but, you know, we still get them. Uh, where i forgot sd cards and i'm just like i'm on this video shoot have nothing so i'm pretending like i'm filming on my camera but i'm really filming on my phone and you know it hasn't you have your rig where it's set up like that yeah 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 yeah. and so it's like it hasn't happened in the last three years Mm -hmm. but definitely like in the past when it was like my first year or two shooting like i had to rely on my iphone a lot Mm -hmm. is it the dji rig
1: because uh, I, I saw that
0: for the uh-huh. first time not no, so long No, no. It's, it's like just a, like regular, you know, some parts that you just kind of put together, go on Amazon and find it. Yeah, because yeah. somebody, one of the
1: guys that um, I, I shot at a, a Gucci concert, mm-hmm. one of the guys had a DJI rig, mm-hmm. and it was the gimbal, so it had the camera. Yeah. And then on top of it, it had <coughs> his phone. Yeah, filming yeah. At the same time. Yep. I that's, was like, crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's the first time I've seen you know. that they made yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I mean,
0: they make rigs for drones that you could use it as a camera. Really? Like, really? Yeah. Like, there's like an attachment where you could put your drone on a stabilizer and then you can use that as your. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. 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 I yeah. I tried to do a video once, like trying to shoot a car with my drone, and I had the footage and I just never had time to edit it. So. Yeah. So, <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I, I'm. For food and cars, I, I did agree with them. Like, yeah, that does need to be in 4K. Because, yeah. like, even one of the videos I saw Peter McKinnon do, mm-hmm. he did a... Uh, I, I don't think he shot it, but I think he edited it. I think it was somebody else shot it, but it was, like, a uh, the, the intro... It wasn't an intro, but he did, like, a little coffee little thing mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, Daniel Schiffer. Yeah. Daniel Schiffer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that Yeah. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> that video, yeah. bro? That vid- I watch that video all the yeah. time. All, all the time. Like, well,
0: and that's a video that, like only Daniel Schiffer could edit, like, and shoot that way. Because, like, I remember watching the intro, and I'm like, Peter didn't shoot that. Like, you could just tell by the style that it
1: wasn't his. It was fire. Yeah. But, um, so, when you first... Because when we first got our cameras, I mean, Mm -hmm. just like everybody else who, like, wants to do it and take it serious, we're obsessed with it. We're just going outside, taking different pictures, random ass shit, taking videos of whatever. Mm -hmm. Were you the
0: same way? Yeah, dude, of course, man. Like, it started with my phone, you know, and it my like, once... You know, I don't know how old you guys are, but it's like back in the day, you didn't just have a camera in your no. pocket, like, you know, yeah, you had, the you know, the cheap ones, but like, especially when the iPhone 10, 11, like, you know, you had decent cameras on these things. It was just like, man, I could take a picture of everything, you know what I mean? And I've always had that artistic eye. I've always kind of been that person. And that's why I wanted to get into coffee. And, you know, I learned how to do latte art and all that kind of stuff, because it's like. I like to do it, but I, how can I get artsy with it? You know? So with, with an iPhone, it's like, well, I can do anything with it. Mm -hmm. So then when I got my camera, it was just like learning, like what is shallow depth of field? Like, when do you need to have like really nice Mm -hmm. bokeh, but when you also need everything in in frame, like Mm -hmm. when do you need to get, have a drone shot, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't always need a drone shot, but it does add some character to Mm -hmm. a video. Uh, When do you need GoPro stuff? You know what I mean? Like, my father and I, we just did the Bronco off road rodeo, and Mm. I just have my GoPro all the time filming because it's like, you know, the stabilization on that thing is insane. insane. Yeah, they're crazy. It is so I'm just there having my hand out the window, and then I look at the footage, and it's just like, it's insane. Even like from the because I have the eight. Uh huh. Um, oh from yeah. the
1: seven to the eight was insane, but from the eight to the ten, 10. was insane, and the ten to the eleven. Now that they Bro. have, or it's not even called the eleven; it's called something
0: else. Yeah, I have the ten Hero Black. Like, what the And hell? I'm like, I'll, I'll keep this GoPro because, especially in the beginning, GoPros suck, dude. And yeah. I remember like they would just stop recording, or they would overheat, or something would, or you know, something would happen. And so when I gave up on GoPros and I started using the Insta 360s, and I feel, I was shooting on that for probably a year and a half. And then the GoPro Hero 10 Black came out, yeah. and I saw Peter McKinnon, Matty Hapoya, and Jesse Driftwood do videos on them, and I'm just like, man, that stabilization is out it's of this insane. world. The H so, insane, yeah. So I yeah. bought it, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you another chance, GoPro. And then ever since I bought that one, I was like. 've redeemed yourself yeah. you can't you
1: you literally cannot tell like they, no. the eight is because they, they, they rank it i think mm-hmm. the tens like the level three or whatever mm-hmm. the eight's a level two but mm-hmm. even then like you can't it's they're so good well now. even then
0: it's like if you're a level two just go on premiere Pro, throw on some stabilization and yeah. you're not gonna tell but the even difference. but
1: like you don't really don't have to yeah, it's, yeah. it's, they're actually really good now it's wow. insane damn yeah
0: yeah like I was you know and like for me when I was shooting on the 360 camera that was like you talk about wanting to be creative you can do anything with that thing man and so they even make a, a now a 360 camera you could attach to the mavic air 2s and so it's just like two 360 cameras that wrap around your drone mm. and it eliminates the drone so when you're flying you don't see anything and and you could pinpoint your footage wherever you want you could focus it you can that's cool yeah so i want to get that just because i feel like it'd be fun for real estate to like just fly in homes and just mm. kind of do really fun like pan overs of, of like just stuff um but yeah man i feel like it's insane living in the world we live in right now. Like looking at all the technology we have and everything that we could do, whether it's like ChatGPT or that, right? that bro, I don't know what that, I don't okay, know what that so is. What, what? It, talking it, about it? it lucky like, we need to get it. It's I don't crazy. know, like it's free. I, uh, so w- really, yeah, one of the, yeah. one it's of the free. guys you just need a Google
1: account. One of like I guess the influencers I follow, his name's Hex. Uh-huh. Um, he's always talking about it. Yeah, it's I don't, nuts. I don't even know. I haven't even like so learned. Basically, it is. like if you were like, hey. I want to apply for
2: X amount of job. You mm-hmm. just type in like three to five keywords, mm-hmm. and obviously, the more you give it, the better your yep. resume would be. But it will type you out a full on resume with like references, all that stuff, yep. in like less than a minute. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to type out a movie script, same thing. It's insane, bro, bro. It's crazy. Like it's 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 created. It?
0: Um, so it's it's like a bunch of people. So it was like just this open source thing that um I think there was like ex Google employees and, and some other people that made it. So it isn't just one person. And they just created it because they felt like making AI all That's this scary. kind of stuff. It's, it's no it's very it's scary. Terrifying, <laughs> like, that,
1: it's terrifying
2: because like and then obviously like they've been doing the thing like I don't know if you're on TikTok or not, mm-hmm. but like they've been Doing like the AI voice thing Like I was watching Oh that's of, creepy yeah, too Yeah I was like watching One of the note podcasts And they were talking about Kyle and Drake And it was like A whole conversation And them talking yep. to each other But they've never talked Yeah But
0: it sounds like them It's crazy Well then you could do deep fakes take Yeah people's faces I, I,
1: I just learned What that was yeah, too yeah. Cause that's been a thing bro. Going on as yeah, well bro. Yeah Like Joe <laughs> Rogan pretty- Like
2: on TikTok Like Somebody use his voice to sell like seven thousand dollars worth of products. No, yeah, because people thought it was like he was endorsing this
1: product, and it's Joe Rogan, so people That's went crazy. to go buy. It's I'm not crazy. A social media, like yeah, it, so it's crazy. I don't, crazy. Like, I don't I, I'm not tapped into yeah. with any of this uh-huh. stuff going on,
0: bro. That's crazy. Yeah, to me, you know, we use ChatGPT all the time for our business mm-hmm. uh, because, I mean, you could do that, but you Keywords. could also even, you you know um we use that there's another one i can't remember the name of the website but it could help you create like pitch decks mm-hmm. so when we're going to pitch something to a company we usually like create a pitch mm-hmm. deck and sh- show a lot like you know this is this is who we are right this is your company and we kind of describe the company their company to them the way we view it then we do like you know uh our ideas and all the kind of stuff we want to do prices and all that but there's a website now that you could just do the same thing so we'll use chat gpt to type out what our pitch deck is going to be. And then we plug that into this other AI website. And in, in one minute, you have something you could present to a client. Wow. That's yeah.
2: That's good to know. Cause Bro, we're and, trying to focus yeah. on the like pitch decks and all that well, stuff. And on
0: these pitch decks, you can even type in what you want the art to be. And it uses AI generated art. So we typed in like the city of Austin and it did the skyline. <laughs> it wasn't great. It looked like a painting, but when you're looking at a pitch deck, it looks pretty good. You know that's what I
2: mean? <clears throat> so, um, Curious, how'd you get the name Aerial Austin? I just assumed it because oh. you were just the nicest with the drones in the city. Yeah. Or something.
0: <laughs> well, uh, that's that is literally why. But it, but I had to become that, right? Like, mm. so during the pandemic, when when everything went on, um, started working for that glass company again. Twenty twenty one, we end up going that glass company par- partners up with mm. another company out in Arizona. So then I, I'm traveling from Austin to Arizona to Denver because we had another company out in Denver. So I was running these social media companies for these three glass com- you know, creating the content for them. Um, so then we get into a little spat um, for the other guy that I was that I went out to Arizona to work with. Something happened. We had some words and. I ended up getting fired, right? This this mm-hmm. dude and said, screw you, screw your wife because we're both working for the same company, mm-hmm. fired us. So 2021, everything was shut down again. Nothing was really going on. I think this third wave or second wave of COVID, whatever was going on. So, um, and then um, got let go from them, worked with a fitness company for a while. And then I think we had like a three or four month contract that ended and I was bored. Like, again, I'm somebody, I always need to do something. So I had nothing to do this was uh, like mid 2021. So I told my wife, um, at that time I had a mavic air. the one of the first airs real small real bad quality, but you know it, it was still good for the time. So I ended up buying a new drone and I'm like, I really want to invest in creating this brand. like I have this drone, I have all this time. let me just start doing this right So I would I, so the way I, it happened was I went on my Instagram. I saw what people were liking the most, which is drone shots of Austin. So it was like, okay, let me do more of that and see what happens. So I was like well, thinking of a name, Ariel Austin, Ariel shots, Austin. That's how the name came to be. Mm-hmm. And then it started with just, you know, I would go out to shoot downtown three to five days a week. So I would wake up at four in the morning, go to the gym, get out, and then go downtown before sunrise every day for, or, you know, three to four, three to five times a week. And just getting a bunch of drone shots of Austin. And little by little, it went from just posting a few photos to like posting three times a day. So I would post morning, noon, and night. Mm-hmm. And then little by little, people just started following me. My account started growing. Yeah. And then by, you know, you know, the last year, gained a crap load of followers. And then, you know, this year had like another, another like a little over 10K that just hit. And so it just, you know, it, it, I just ended up being known as the drone guy in Austin. And it was also a lot of communicating on uh, messaging because, of course, Instagram wants you to stay, wants you to make people stay on the platform. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting people to come on the platform over and over again, they're going to reward your page. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just posting. I was like, and that's kind of why I started the YouTube was because so many people were asking me questions like, what do you shoot? What do you fly? How do you edit? What do you this? What do you that? And it was like, I could only message the same message yeah, to so, so many, many people. Times, yeah, no so doubt. then I was like, well, let me make a YouTube account that teaches people how to do this. So then I just started doing that. And then that's kind of what grew my account as well. A lot of people from YouTube were like, oh, like following me on Instagram. And then that whole thing started happening. And so, you know, uh, and then early on, you know, I think I, start, I started the account when I had around 900 followers. I went from being my my personal to just focusing on drones And then within uh, a little under a year, went from 900 to 10K. And then within another six months, hit like another 10, 11K. And it was just like a lot of videos being shared, but it was also just keeping these communications going on with the audience. And that's why I always tell people, like, if you're on social media and you want to grow your account, make sure that you're, like, commenting back to people. Make sure that you're, you know, if you have a niche, go to other niches that are in the same niche you're at and start commenting on theirs, Mm -hmm. like, your opinion, right? If, If it's cars, Go to other car pages, yep. and because then when they they look at your well, who's this guy? They go to your account. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you actually are posting a lot of cars. You like cars. You talk cars. Then that's how your follow you know mm-hmm. account continues to grow. So, I was just like, but at the same time, like I, said, I was posting three times a day, dude. I was editing like crazy because I had nothing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was bored out of my mind. And, you know, we had money, like, saved up. So I'm like, well, shit, let me just start creating this brand. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I started working with, like, in the Fairmont and the Treaty Oak and just different brands here yeah. in Austin. Then my name just started getting shared yeah. around by people. Like, this is the guy you want to do your drone stuff. I also do the, the drone classes for Precision Camera. Oh, wow. So they, okay. they saw my YouTube video and they're, and they're just like, hey, we, we offer drone classes. We have nobody to teach them this guy was like, I've been watching the last couple of hours of a bunch of videos you posted. It just sounds like you exactly know what you're talking about. Would you want to teach our your own classes? And I was like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? So then now I just started doing that. That's, that's, yeah. that's yeah.
1: super dope. Yeah. Super yeah. fire. Yeah. So now that you built a name for yourself and mm-hmm. people know who you are and mm-hmm. all that, earlier you made a comment mm-hmm. um, about the Austin Marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said it was too expensive. Yeah. Now that you've made a name and all this and that, you know your worth, mm. how do you go about like pricing your stuff? Cause you're not,
0: gonna,
1: yeah. I could tell that you're not going to yeah. just be like, oh, it's a say a thousand dollars for yeah. this Going to be like, no, no. it's going to be like 5,000 mm-hmm. for this 30 second video or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the case, whatever the numbers are. But yeah. um, how do you go about pricing your videos? And then how do you feel about people saying it's too expensive?
0: Well, the way I go about pricing the videos, is... well, just
1: your stuff in general, not yeah. necessarily videos. Yeah,
0: well, you know, and that's kind of primarily what people yeah. come to me for is videography. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll do photography, but you know, it's kind of like you know, if, if we're going to have a little vacation or we if we need the money for whatever, it's like yeah. okay, I'll take up a photo again. But I love video. I love doing videography. But the way you know, I never people ask me that was how much for this or you know what's your hourly rate or what's this or what's that, and I always respond is I don't I don't have. You know, that's not the way I work. Mm -hmm. I work with either your budget or with your project. What do you want? Right? Like, I'm not going to charge you $500 if you want me to fly, you know, like if you're a real estate agent and you live in, in the independent, that's not like drone laws come into play drone licensing comes into play i have to communicate with with airspace to let them know what i'm doing right like it isn't just like oh yeah five hundred dollars i'm happy because there's also time and editing so much that just comes into play then me and people always say oh it's a quick 30 minutes it's gonna hey i just real quick i just need you to come quick 15 minutes you're in and out and i'm like obviously you've never worked with a videographer before because nothing's yeah, quick nothing, you know what i mean nothing <laughs> so yeah the way i respond is uh, it depends on your budget or on what, what the project is going to be, and that's the way I price it. So then when people come to me with a number, it isn't just, okay, your budget's $500, all right, cool, I'll I'll take it. No, then it, this that's where the pitch deck comes. You know, if it's like a bigger brand or a bigger, if it's somebody who's like me and my wife are going to, you know, we want photos of our baby. Uh, yeah, right, $250, 500 I don't care. But if it's like a company who's hiring me, that's where it's like, okay, your budget's $500, I'm going to create a pitch deck. And the maybe the first price would be the 500 now do you like you'll get a 30 second video two instagram reels and a handful of photos but then the second one's going to look a lot better than that $500 one it's probably going to be 750 right so even though someone gives me a budget we all know when we have a budget we could we can give a little extra we just don't want to give that extra mm-hmm. so so it's creating the package that makes them say ah oh, man but we if we had a 3 minute video Oh yeah, and it is going to be this and that. Yeah, and man, but he, on this one he's giving us two reels. On this one's five reels, and we're only paying two fifty more. And we're, you know what I mean. You just entice it a little bit more. So even though their budget was five hundred, you could probably get them for seven fifty. Mm-hmm. And again, if you if you want to get sweet with it, add a third option for like a grand or something, and make that like a full production. Right? It's like. We're gonna do behind the scenes. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. So, for me, it, you know. But when somebody does come and say, "Oh, you are well, you too expensive," it's always like I understand that I'm not for everybody, right? I'm, I understand that that what what you want, I can offer it to you, but maybe you can't afford it, and that's okay. But at the same time, I'm uh, depending on the person, depending on the on the brand or company. I, I'm willing to work with people, right? Mm-hmm. Like because at the end of the day, I'm somebody who always like I want to help somebody achieve their goals so if you're a new company like we we worked uh, the last couple months with private chefs who want to start their own brand in their own company so they can't afford maybe a five thousand two thousand dollar video but at the same time maybe I don't need that five thousand dollars yeah how much can you afford oh man I got like 1200 bucks and this is what I'm looking for all right cool Twelve let's do it you know what I mean because I know that if I get you to the point that you could afford five grand I'm gonna be the first person you come to, right? Mm-hmm. Because you see the value in what I created. So it's so even though someone may not uh, afford me at the time, one if it's a good person, good brand, good company, somebody who like I'm, I feel like I want to take a chance on, I'll work for a lower price because then I could just make that up on the next client. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if I need to make ten grand this month, why if if I'm gonna break five hundred from you, then I'll just get two other gigs. I can compensate for that other money that's missing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Cause a lot of people don't understand. It's like when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. if you break it down an hourly rate, you really don't make that much an hour. Mm-mm. You don't, yeah. Um, because like you have to you drive there, yeah. Whatever time that is, drive yeah. back. Mm-hmm. You're shooting there, yep. And then you're swifting through all the footage yep. and just looking at footage, just yep. looking at it, yeah. Not even doing anything. Then you import it and do everything, mm-hmm. put it together, see what you like. Then you add all your yep. stuff on top of it, your color grading, and then all the transition yeah. and effects and all that like when you break all that down when it's done well, like a the 30 second video depending on how complex yeah. it is i can take
0: you well and it's also like now that i got a kid my time is way more valuable yeah right? yep, like i don't want to be sure. away from him i want to spend time with him i want to be more you know that's why uh, that's why i like the freelance lifestyle because yep. i could be home as long as i want you know what i mean i just got to make sure that i make enough money to get me for the month or so you know mm. but um, and so when I do price myself, it's like one, I got another mouth to feed. Yep. So it ain't just me and my wife anymore. It's him. It's diapers. It's gas. Funderland. It's yeah, all this other stuff. And he he's been breastfeeding too. So oh, that, he's that's never he never yeah. touched yeah. that stuff, man. Yeah. But but I mean, a lot of things do come into play, right? And same thing for my wife. It's I wanted to be able to stay at home. I want her to devote time to him. You know, like I I'm not gonna trust some stranger with my son. You know, I'm yeah. I'm just not I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. So. If I can make enough for my wife to stay at home and she helps with the business, you know, she's like more of the brains. I always tell people, you know, I'm mm-hmm. the beauty. She's the brains. Uh, but it, but like we just kind of work that way. We've always worked together. So we're really That's used to dope. it. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, she handles a lot of that stuff. And so for me, it's like, OK, what can I do um, to make more money? Well, the easiest way to make more money is charge more. Right. Like that's very, very simple, you you know, and at the end of the day, it it, like what you were saying earlier is the reason I don't want to price hourly is why should I get penalized for learning my craft? Right. If I can make you a video in one hour. Why should you still got the product? You got the Mm -hmm. like, why should I be penalized? Because I'm good at what I do. So I should just sit on this footage for a week and tell you that I worked 40 hours on it. Like I've worked like that with other businesses who I used to roast for. And it's like, okay, I roasted all the coffee. I did all of this. I did all of that. Like, I'm a, I'm. oh, but no, you like, you need to be here when I was a salary. It's like, no, you need to be here 40 hours. Why? Everything is done. Mm-hmm. You just want me to be here because you, because that's going to make you happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's like when a common thing. Exactly. Do. Yeah. yeah and, and that's all it is. And at the end of the day, for me, it's like, if, if I'm good at what I do, one, that's why I charge what I charge. But at the same time you're gonna get the quality you're looking for. Like mm-hmm. that's why you hired me is because you wanted quality. You want this, you want that. Mm-hmm. So I, I just don't feel like as a creative, you should be penalized for being good at your craft. And yeah. for
1: one, it's it's hard to even price like I there dude. should I don't think there should even be an hourly price because no. everything just so every shoot's different. Everything's every, different. Yeah, dude. It's not cookie different. cutter. well no. and
0: at this at the same time as a freelancer, you can charge whatever the hell you want to yeah. charge. You know what I mean? Like if I want to charge somebody $2,000 for a video shoot, I can do that. Yeah. If I want to charge $10,000 for five video shoots, if I want to charge somebody $20 for a video shoot, if I want to charge, which I've done before, you know, uh, shout out to Tommy Want Wingy, my favorite fucking wing spot in Austin. They're like, bro, we love your stuff. Uh, You sh- give us an Instagram reel. We'll give you some food. Bit. Yeah. You're telling me you're gonna give me some free wings? <laughs> Hell day. yeah. Why would I say no to free wings? And all I gotta do is just shoot you an Instagram reel? I probably would have been out there anyways. Cool, bet, yeah. let's do it. I'm yeah. like, and that's what I mean. It's it's depending on who the person is, depending on who the brand is. For me, I just see it as is it a win to be associated with you? Cause even if I'm like I did I did some video uh, interviews with the Austin Spurs and with the San Antonio mm-hmm. Spurs. Uh, you know, we partnered up with some other stuff, right? So it's like, even though I'm not getting paid by you, if there's a way that I could be associated with your brand, and now with Instagram, you could do collaborations. So as long as we can collaborate and people see, oh, Ariel Austin is, oh, they did, oh, well, now more, more of my stuff is going to get spread, and people are going to be like, oh, man, this guy, everybody works with this guy. We need to work with him too. So even though the money may not be there, the recognition may be there, and I'd go with that as well. And then, going back to what you said about
1: the pitch card, just like, if you can pitch it, because that's one of the guys that we, um, uh, have you heard of Pouch chick Studio? No. No, it's a little studio place here in Austin, but Mm -hmm. they're like a media company that does um, videography as well. Okay, nice. But he, what what was uh, on the hedges? What was it? Oh, yeah, just like a, he was basically saying
2: like, if I shoot this video for this hedge company, they're going to make X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. So I need to charge X amount of dollars. Like my company makes, I don't know, Three hundred thousand plus mm. from this shoot, I can charge ten percent. Yeah, because yeah. from or from that video, I can mm-hmm. charge ten percent. Yep, you know what I mean. And yeah, um, people don't don't think about that. Yeah. Like it's 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 always good when we meet other people that are kind of in the same space mm-hmm. because someone's like, oh, like uh, follow me around with a camera and vlog me mm-hmm. doing stuff, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, well. You know, if I'm going to follow you around for all day and make a vlog, like that's like a thousand dollars. It should be. And and they're like, what? A thousand dollars. And it's like, yeah, bro. Like I'm following you around with a camera all day. Then
0: I got to edit that. You think I want to be around? You know what I'm saying?
2: (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) you you think I like you? Like you think I'm just trying to kick with you for eight hours? And and it's like, and and people don't understand. Like, um, do do you know, uh, I'm pretty sure you've heard of full-time filmmaker. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh So it's like. There's stuff like that out that, you know, you know how long it took you to, took you to learn yeah. to get to where you're yeah. at and vice versa. So it's like you got to count that, mm-hmm. your equipment. Like you said, you have a son now mm-hmm. and then all that time. So it all has to make sense Gas, for you. Inflation, Gas, inflation. and food, inflation. Right.
0: Like, like oh, why, sh- why should I not uh, be charging 25% extra uh-huh. when chicken, eggs, yeah. bread? Uh-huh. So you're telling me they can charge extra, but I can't? Exactly. And I'm making you money. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing that I don't understand yeah, about yeah. with a lot of these clients, like, Oh well, you're too expensive, but I but I see on Instagram Girl, buying bottles, be. drinking whiskey, going to a club, watching the FC games. I see you doing all of that. Are you getting anything in return for that? Is that any of that making you money? Mm-hmm. No. But I'm charging you twenty five hundred dollars for a video that can ten x what you made that month. Yeah. And you're like, Literally. Mm, I'd rather spend that twenty five hundred on trying to show off on social media. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like, come That's on. That's like dude. part of the
1: yeah. pitch. it's like, all right. This is what your videos are doing. Yep. This is what my videos can do for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, and yeah. then that's how you just charge. Yeah. And off it's of that it's as all well. on value. Like, mm-hmm.
0: like, is this valuable to you? It, do you see the value that this mm-hmm. is going to bring? Then, if I'm making you one hundred thousand dollars on this video, why are you afraid to spend ten thousand? Yeah, yeah. Why? You know what I mean? And but, but this is the thing that uh, you know. And I've given this advice to other wanting like people who want to get into videography who don't know how to work a camera. Um, and are learning and want to land clients like a really good hack is go to a stock website Mm -hmm. like if you want to get into food and beverage if you want to get into a certain niche but you don't have clients there get get uh, a a subscription to a stock website get footage that looks really good edit that and pitch that to people as if you made it and just say this is something i can do for you Mm -hmm. so you're not even and you can learn Right. So if somebody says, if you do that for a food and beverage or real estate and you and you just get all this footage from a stock website and make them a, a, like a really. Oh, look, I can make you a, a video of a home like this. Mm. OK, if they say yes, sign well And you're like, OK, I'll do it next week. Next Monday, we're going to do it. Well, now you have a week to learn how to do what you need to do. Go in your room, start learning your transition, start learning. Watch as many videos as you can. Edit every day for those five, six days. So then when you do get on there, you can produce the video that you said you are going to produce, then that's going to go around, word of mouth follows, and boom, now you become a videographer. Yeah, it's crazy,
2: too, because we uh, – yeah, Pouch Six, they they were, like, having, like, a job opening. They mm. needed, like, someone to edit, and they basically – had a video edited done, and then they basically gave the person all the raw footage, but nothing done to it, mm-hmm. and was like try to replicate this mm-hmm. in X amount of time, and that was like their interview process. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can do stuff like that, yep. like yep. to you know, if you need to market to someone, you could be like, hey, send me what you have now. Yeah, send me, a, and then show show me the video you made from that raw footage. Mm-hmm. You make something completely better, blow them out the water with yep. the same footage. You're yep. like, all right, yep, we we can well, hire you and and, work with
0: and, you too. and the thing is. You know, it's also people have different artistic eyes Mm -hmm. and that's, and that's where it's like, and that's another thing that when I work with a client, you know, I get frustrated when they don't give me feedback and they just say, well, I don't like it. Or it's not, it's like, well, what is like as an editor, I could edit any way you want me to. Mm -hmm. If you don't like something, you telling me "Well, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Why? why don't you like it? well it's, it's like well it's too i don't know I, I just don't like it it's like well what is it is it color grading is it the sound is it the sound design is it you don't like the clips do you want more of this more of that and that's where i think you know I, I me and my wife were just talking about this today we're like we're, we're such an easy brand to work with because all we ask our clients is sign the papers pay on time give us feedback We'll take of everything else. If we're gonna do a video shoot for you, we'll we'll reach out to actors or actresses. We'll reach out to models. We reach out to whoever needs. We'll get the equipment. We'll do this. We're editing. We're we're doing everything for you. All you need to do is sign and agree, pay on time, and give us any feedback. It's that easy, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating, you know, uh, working with some people sometimes who don't see the value in just being an easy person to work with. Cause we also hear it all the time where we get last minute people hit us up. Hey, our videographer didn't show up. Our photographer didn't show up. I don't know how many times I've heard somebody tell me I hired a person and they didn't show up. So you're just telling me if I show up to the video shoot, I said I was going to show up to, I'm already 10, 10 steps ahead of everybody else. All you really need is show up and shoot a good video and that's it. like, it's easy getting a good clientele if you're a good person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's what me and my wife don't understand is like, is there really that many shitty videographers in Austin who don't show up to a video shoot and somebody paid them like five grand? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is crazy. Well, and that's and that's one way. There's a couple ways that saw my, my value to actually becoming a videographer. And one was by that kind of response to being like, Man, like, boy, that's easy. But then the second one, I did a video for this guy for like a thousand dollars. And this was before I was charging what I charge now. And he he, I did two videos, and he loved them. He said, "I paid somebody six thousand dollars for a video, and I never published it because it was that crappy." Wow. He spent six grand, and I charged him one. And that's when I was like, "Man," and I mean, I there's different brands and companies I work for in Austin where their marketing team have even said, "Dude, you're charging way too low. You got to charge more." Like they would pull me aside and and be like, "Your stuff." like you're charging way too low for that. These people have money, charge more. And I'm like, and that that was like my motivation of saying, okay, mm-hmm. I can charge 25, 5, 10, 15, 20 grand for a project because at the end of the day, these people have the money. Yeah, Like they're gonna hire somebody else to do it. And then that's where the pitch decks, Zoom calls, um, these things really make a difference to clients is if you if you're setting up the Zoom call, email it to them but they don't even have to worry about it they appreciate that mm-hmm. if you're sending out the, the emails after the conversations look super professional yeah I, I just uh, landed a client because of the pitch deck yeah so what I did was uh, it was a farm and ranch company mm-hmm. I don't I have some video but I was like not what they're looking for again went on the stock website got all this footage made a 30 second video put their logo on it and created a pitch deck and from the moment she saw the pitch deck she was like I'm already liking where this is going nobody no other drone videographer did this for her so d- went through the whole pitch deck That's made a voice for her brand she loved it at the end of it they saw the video i made for them and she's like it's like you get me oh it's so when i charge her as much as i do for a video she's like oh well, of course why because i proved to you from the from the jump you don't pay me to do a pitch deck but from the jump i'm showing you everything that i can do how professional i look So you're already like, boy, this is what you're doing without me paying you? I could just imagine when I put money behind it. So Mm -hmm. that, you know, pitch decks go a long way with with a lot of clients. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I mean, it's just another way that before you, before they get the final product, it just shows what you can do. Exactly. 100%.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, How did you get... uh Come up with High Society
2: creatives. What? What can you tell? Yeah, man, High
0: Society. So that's our real estate brand. Okay. Um. Uh. So this guy hired me back in the day to do some social media consulting for him uh, to help him grow his account. Did it for a month, and then we kind of stopped talking. And then he hit me up and was like, because he does, he has a lot of real estate clients, and he wanted to offer more to his clients, but he only does videography. So he's like, I want to add photography. I want to add social media. So, so we created the brand. To for real for real estate agents, realtors, brokerages, whatever, who really want to take social media serious, we see so many realtors who just use their phone, right? Just oh, they walk in the house, this and that doesn't really look great, Um, and they're like, well, why aren't we selling this house, or why is this going on? Nowadays, if you're a real estate agent and you're not on social media and you're not talking to people, you're not sharing tips and tricks, you're not building a personal brand. The agent who you're probably an agent for 10, 15 years and you build your name for yourself, the agent who's only been doing it for two years and has a ba- like banging social media, that they're content. gonna blow you out of the water what? everything and, and that's and that's what I was I tell some of my clients it's like if you are a new brand, the way you, you win your competitor over is through social media. Cause they're, you know, they're probably posting one twice a day or well, a week. If anything, there's so many accounts that I see that are big that only post once a month. So it's like, if you're in people's faces, cause they're here all the time, like people are on their phones all the time. So you're there showing t- tips and tricks, telling them what, you know, showing them what, you know, talking this talk, they're going to be like, Oh, well I'm going to go with this person this other agent hasn't emailed me back in a month. Been with Been Yeah, exactly. And, and that, and, and especially nowadays in the, in the market that we're in, in, in real estate. It's so competitive. Well, well, yeah. Cause now before, you know, 2021, all that, it was like, without looking at a property, people were dropping 500 grand over asking price or something crazy like that. Yep. Now it's come back down to where it's, it's competitive. So who, who, what do they need? They need content. They need social media. They need video. They need photo. And so, I, you know, I talk to a lot of agents who know that and are still afraid to sign, still afraid to pay.
2: Which and is, that, yeah. That, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off, no, go but, for it. like, that's crazy because we all know how real estate, the business is. They make so much money when a house is sold or property, yep. and it's like, you can't cut me X amount of dollars One percent of to, what to, you make for you to help you sell that property yeah. or, you know,
1: get that client. Yeah,
2: Even if you sold
1: 10 properties that year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What the houses that you're shooting, like Yeah. Well, and it's also I, I made your money back. Like mm-hmm. like
1: literally like I mean, off camera when we're talking about that other mm-hmm. house, I'm not gonna say the price, yeah. but like one percent of what I told you <laughs> what yeah, bro. like you can't pay me like like not saying that she didn't do uh, that or like other people don't do that, but like it's just stuff like that. It's like yeah. if you can make one percent of what she made,
0: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. th- that's nothing to what she made. Yep, exactly. Well, and, and that's and that was the whole purpose behind high society is just targeting the real estate agents who are really taking this serious, want to have a social media brand, want to have a social media voice, want content that is unlike anybody else's, right? Like when you look at our video content compared to a lot of people who are doing it as well, like I'm not being biased. I'm just being honest. Like it's good. And we, we do good work and, and we put our best foot forward and you know, it sucks when we do lose clients to other people and we look at that or the content and it's like, for $500 more, you could have had better content. And again, you're just penny, penny pinching. You're saying, ah, but I don't, but this is cheaper. And then it looks cheaper too. That's my, just straight up. My grandpa, um,
1: obviously when he was younger, but he was a bad, he's a bad-ass carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even saying that just to say it like he yeah. truly is a badass carpenter. Mm-hmm. And there'll be times where he'll go into people's houses mm-hmm. and he'll be like, oh, how much are you charge for this? He'll tell him price. Oh no, it's too much. Sorry. Mm-hmm. They'll go to somebody else. Somebody else do it. They don't like it. Mm-hmm. He comes back. He charges more than what he originally told him. Of course. You know, I was like, well, you should have took the first price. Like, this is your fault, basically. Well, like, you should have just took and, it from the beginning. And the
0: saying is, uh, yesterday's price is not today's price, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, it's, and I say that, like, even when I do send out pitch decks or contracts, I'll put a time limit mm-hmm. on it. Because it's like, hey, you're going to come back to me six months in a year saying, oh, I still want the 5K that you said. That was six months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know how much gas is right now. You know how much <laughs> Chick Fil A. You know you're like you're, you're. I ain't gonna charge like you know. And but that's the thing. People need to understand the creativity that goes behind mm-hmm. it, the equipment that goes behind it, the time, mm-hmm. the effort. Just there's so much that goes into just creating good content. That if you're not gonna spend the money on it, like they don't just, know yeah. how much how long it took you to.
1: You're probably the still skills. learning yeah. a camera, still 100%. learning editing, yeah. and you've been doing all these years and like they don't know the time that you spent like you you're not just literally pointing your camera like you're changing all the settings aperture the shutters like all that you're changing all that just to make
0: it look good and then you're color grading and doing all that to film and he pretty much doesn't want to pay there's still more that needs to be done didn't want to pay and now like we settled i'm trying to i was trying to settle with him for like a fourth of what he owes and he was just like f off i'm not paying anything one. So now, so now we got a, we're got we thinking about taking him to court to just get our money because it's like... He just did, didn't... Well, he says he doesn't have the money, but we have a signed contract. And it's like, you know, and this another the, the thing for video, like if you're doing videography, you're doing business, like make sure they sign the contract because that's the only thing that's really going to hold you or hold them accountable mm-hmm. in court, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it sucks because, you know, I, I try to be understanding for everybody, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, again, I understand everything that's going on in today's day and age, you know what I mean? And when things like that happen, I've had clients tell me, oh, man, I can't afford it right now. Or, yeah. hey, you know, I'm going to ha- I'm going to have to pay you two weeks late. OK, cool. Like just, yeah, just com- communicate, just communicate, communicate with me, you know what I mean? A big thing, big time. And so and that and that's the thing that at times it's also frustrating. It's, you know, I try to be understanding to so many people, but then you get these people who are just like take your kindness for weakness. And it's like, you know, so it sucks because, you know, we you know, we're going to have to go to court because it's like you don't just tell me F you. I'm not gonna pay. Yeah, no. For when sure. we sign have, the contract, when we have a signed contract, <laughs> and we have countless text messages of you agreeing to what we're gonna do. Like, mm-hmm. if we didn't have any of that, like we the first project him and I did together, like you really thought you didn't have the money? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, for, <laughs> for one, life, bro, and it was even that. Like, I and that's one thing I told him. It's like you weren't saying, you know, like you weren't saying any of this weeks ago. Matter of fact, you're saying the opposite. You're talking about how you need this and you want and. you're, you didn't care about this. You don't care about like you're making it seem like you're flossing, and now it's like oh, I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And so you know that that's you know that's the hard part of, of doing freelance work is there's times that people want to take advantage of you. There's times where people do undervalue your work and and it's like a kick in the ass to you because it's like you know I, I i don't know about y'all i'm i'm somewhat of an emotional dude like no I'm, sure. I'm always overly critical of myself so yeah so i could hear 20 good things but that one bad one is gonna stay Girl, ringing in yeah. my ear yeah. and it's like you know but it's oh but look everybody said good things yeah but that one you know yeah. and i'm always just being hard on myself so when stuff like that happens it's easy for me to just be like dang you know but then you know the, a week after that, we ended up closing two contracts and we're like, all right, cool. Like now, one, we're good, but it's also now we have the money to take this guy to court and do what we have to do because at the end of the day, you know, I told my wife, it's not even about the money anymore. It's about the principle of the, of the matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you're, you should be a man of your word, right? And my favorite quote of all time is Scarface, right? I have There's only two things in the world is my balls and my word, mm-hmm. right? That And I don't break them for anyone, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way I think. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to have integrity when I do it. And I'm going to make sure that my integrity is in, in intact in everything mm-hmm. that I do. And I just feel like that's something that's been lost throughout the years is no people's doubt. integrity. You know, like no I do things because I want to have a good reputation. Mm-hmm. I do like I, I don't give a crap about what people think about me, but I really care about what people think about me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But For all the good reasons, mm-hmm. because. Again, I have a son now, right? Yeah. I I would love for him to walk down the street and people honor his father, yeah. right? You know, like people are like that with my dad, with my mom. Like we just no, yeah. we're just good people. So it's so it's great when you have good energy around you, and so when it comes to those kind of things, it's just like man, you know, and it, dude, like I'll show you the, the text messages afterward, but it's just like I like being overly understanding, being overly like, okay, I get it, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. I'll take this much. All right, I'll take like just to and you still and you know, I'll give you all the raw footage. You yeah. do what you got to do. I don't even care. Just you know what I mean. Like, how do how are people that mean? To yeah, say that for first, sure. You know?
1: Luckily, you're in a good place to yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah, so you you've made a you yeah f- fortune enough money. and yeah. you're well, able to do that.
0: Well, and that's and that's you know and it was funny because like when we, in our conversation, he was just like. You know, because his whole thing was, I hired you for a project, and you're charging me about half the money, but not even half of the project is done. And I'm like, you're canceling our agreement. That's against the law. I could charge you the whole thing if I want to, but I'm trying to be understanding. I'm trying to be a good person. And, and then he's like... Well, you know, I don't charge $1,000 $1, an hour, you know, at my job. I'm just not that person. I'm like, well, I am because I, I built that credibility up for myself. Not, not that I charge $1,000 an hour. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Some people do. But it's like, whatever I charge has nothing to do with you, you know? And then he was like, I just feel like I owe you like four or 500 bucks. <laughs> and I laughed. <laughs> I'm like, for two days of filming, going out an hour and a half away out of Austin, shooting for three hours or more each day, like, you want to pay me $400 for the, bro, you got to yeah. be kidding me, you know? Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like, <laughs> your like, your opinion doesn't dictate my value. Yeah. I do. That's why I charge what I charge. Or that's why I charged you what I charge because we agreed on it, you know?
1: And even if half the video wasn't done, I'm, I'm sure you're more than capable of banging a half a video, if not the whole video that day. Yeah.
0: And, and, that, and that's exactly that's it. It's like, it it's like, look, man one, there's still more shooting that needs to be done. So then he's like, okay, well, we're just taking it in-house and I bought a camera for this guy and this and that. And it's like... Have fun. Well, not even that. It's like, so you're just completely cutting me out. Yeah. It's it, In business, you just don't do those things. No. Again, especially if you have a signed contract. Yeah. You have an agreement, you got to stick to it. And I was even like, I remember when he was talking about like, oh, I can't afford it. He's like, oh, we could break it up into four different payments. Like, again, I'm willing to work with you in whatever way you want to work. Mm. Just don't ever tell me f you like because yeah, yeah, now that's sure. now yeah, you're th- doing like, it personal y-
1: you don't have to do that you're I, being a good person and like cool that's fine i understand yeah. yep. times get hard yep. stuff happens yep. whatever we can do this yeah you're not saying i'm not oh screw you i'm yeah. not doing this yeah. i'm taking everything like yeah whatever and no. because
0: i've also been on the other end of the stick right i've been on the end of the stick when i agree to something and maybe i i thought i had the money money ain't flowing the way it used to and now it's like but when somebody is willing to say, okay, well, we can put it on pause or we can do these kind of payments okay. or we can do this and we can do that. I don't say, well, no, screw you. It's like, thank yeah. you for understanding. Yep. Let me talk to my wife. Let's see what was, you know, Th- that's what I mean. It's like, as long as you communicate with me, like I will go out of my way to make what you want to happen, happen. Yep. But if you're going to be a dick. Like I could, like, I could be a bigger, like I could be a really big, and you know, people, no, sure. people we have known can. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely. It's like, no we, like, you know, especially
1: when it's our work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, th- and that's what I mean, you know, in, in even the comments saying like, don't take my kindness for weakness. It isn't because I'm a weak person for the most part. It's because I know the kind of person I can be and I'm restraining all that because I don't want to be that person. It's mm. not nice to be that person. I don't like being mean. I don't like talking, I, you know, I don't like any of that. I would rather win you over with love, and I would rather win you over with kindness, you it's know? It's the same amount of energy to be, not yeah. same to
1: be mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And at the end of the day, for me, I'm just, I, like, I don't want to put that energy there. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, because then you know how it is. It affects you at home. It affects your relationships. It affects this and that. And then you end up, you know, letting one thing affect you. And then you end up being like a week of just oh, being mad at this, yep. being mad at that. It's rather I'm just like, you know what? Whatever, I don't care.
2: Yeah, and you have a reputation to uphold. Like you yep. start working with higher clients, higher businesses, yep. Yep. you can't just you even if like a project's offered to you. And obviously, I don't know like how you do that and mm. how you pick and choose, but there might be something where it's like oh, I can't really I can't really do that. You yeah. know, like it's not beneficial for me mm. in a way because you got to start working like that too. Yeah. You know,
0: well, yeah. dude, and and you know one one of the blessings that has happened mm. is being able to pass on clients, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, there's times where, you know, cause there's people who come with me with like super low prices. And I'm just like, I don't even offer you another videographer. Cause I like, you know, <laughs> like, but there's times where I will, right. If, yeah. if it's like, Oh, you know, I don't need the money. I don't, and I would rather spend, Mm -hmm. that spend that time with my wife or go and do something with my son and this and that. So let me kick that over to somebody else who may need the money. And you know, that's a good thing to be able to pass on clients. That's a good Mm -hmm. thing to, to be able to say no to people because at the same time, one, you're helping another videographer out, but then at the same time, you know, you're spending time with your family, you're, you're, and you're building this credibility in that person's mind of like, shit, I want to afford him one day. You know what I mean? Like I said, no to me, but there's gonna be a, and at the end of the day, that's why I like to, make my my content and other my clients' content just the best because I want you to come back. I want you to spend more money because at the end of the day, you're going to make more money. So it's a win-win relationship. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, um, do you- I have one, more, one question. more question. Go
2: ahead. Do it. Um, What's like the craziest project you've done or worked on?
0: Crazy, man, craziest project I've done. I would say one of the funnest ones was with Rooster Teeth. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, we know yeah so uh they did a 24-hour like marathon um a few years back and me and this other photographer stayed up the entire time and it was just and it was like to raise money for kids and you know a lot of cool stuff and it was just like a roller coaster of like they were eating the those the super spicy chips you know yeah yeah. so were they streaming yeah they're streaming the entire thing and like you know guests were coming in and stuff skits were being done and Mm -hmm. eating spicy food people were like it was it was insane so i would say that was like the funnest one because it was just so unexpected you don't know who was going to come in you don't know what you know and they had different things set up so you're going outside because somebody's being catapulted and you know or or you're gonna (laughs) be on this or you're gonna be on this field because they have a bulldozer that's going to run this thing over. Or you got to be over. So it was just like, you're just running everywhere. Like, all these things were going on. They were shooting paintball. Like, it was insane, dude. And I knew Rooster Teeth because of Red versus Blue. So I remember, <laughs> yeah. So I remember when. My, yeah. I Teeth yeah. Red yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, so when my homie hit me up, he's like, hey, man, I got this gig. Um, I, I need another shooter. You want to come along? And I was like, well, who's it for? He's like, Rooster Teeth. I told my, 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 me and my little brother used to watch it all the time. And I was yeah. like, bro, I'm gonna work, I'm going to do some stuff with Rooster Teeth. And he was like, oh no way. He was super, yeah, super yeah, stoked. Was so, it right.
2: Lon's was it sisters? Yeah, Lon's sister is married to like one of the main dudes.
0: Mm. Yeah. 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 yeah, good you know, from what I met, you yeah, know, it was a good environment, good yeah. people, real yeah. funny. That one of the guys from um epic rap battles of history yeah. I guess the guy who does the voice he's like a chunky bald guy yeah. he was there and like they did a rap battle it was like that's I true. said that, I remember watching that shit that's cool yeah, that's fire. it was just so yeah. interesting because then at the same time I mean at that time I was uh, you know I wasn't really filming for that long so it was a really good experience to see what a full production looked like you know There's, like, a room where all these monitors were on. People with headphones. Boom. We need this. We need that. Yeah, all, like, seven different camera, like, you know, monitors, all lined up, headphones on. It's crazy. Go to this shot. Boom, boom. And I'm just... And then, again, all right, we're going outside, and -and so-and-so is going to do this. And you have to... And it was just, like, whoa. Like, it was insane.
1: My mom worked for Longhorn Network, so I got to Ah, be on the field one time Uh to do uh, Texas, the spring game. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... Two different times. One was, uh, I think, a basketball game. One was Mm -hmm. a football, a baseball game, Uh and I got to go on the truck where the whole production team was, where they do everything. Nice, it's crazy.
0: I would say my most memorable video shoot is going to sound corny, but it was when my wife got or gave birth. So you know, it's not corniest. Yeah, yeah, it's a magic moment. Yeah, bro. It was. uh, I was very hesitant on wanting to record it because again, you know, yeah, not the best thing going on. Mm -hmm. But you know, I put the camera off to the side and all that kind of stuff, and it was just like. She hasn't seen the full footage mm. to this day. She's seen, like, you know, the clips that I edited for the vlog. Um, but, man, every now and then I watch it, and it's just, like, hits me with emotions. Because it's like, I, like, I caught that on film. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's crazy. Like, you know, I, I, in our family, I don't remember a lot of videos and photos going around. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, just, no you for all. You know, again, back then, we just couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, now this being my living, I remember my wife and I, just like, are you going to record this? I'm like, I have to. Like, <laughs> I've recorded everything. I've recorded when I proposed to her. I've recorded, like, we've recorded almost everything together. And I think that's, like, the most memorable because it was our first son. And uh, at that time my older brother had just passed away and so it was hard dude it was you know he he passed away the same week I was going to break the announcement to my parents that we were pregnant and oh. and so we we didn't get to talk like the last 5 years his wife like kept kept them away from us the kids away from us so we didn't get to see each other a lot and so you know we find out a day after our anniversary you know my wife breaks the news to me on camera tells me she's pregnant so we plan our trip to Brownsville that same week, you know, we're going to go tell everybody when well, my dad calls me that Wednesday, tells me he was the last person to see my brother, my brother alive. And, uh, and so my mom didn't know. So I was, I was the one to break the news to her about that. So it was like bittersweet, man. It was like telling her for her first son, you know, is dead, but then also telling her, you, you have do, a grandchild, grandchi- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and even to this day, it's, it's still been a struggle to like yeah. fight those emotions. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, you know, my, my brother, I remember when he first had his kid and, and, you know, we talked about it and he was like, I don't want to be like our parents were. I want to be present, you know? And it was just like, you know now having my own i wish i had his guidance to be like oh do you like you know what i mean so yeah. that was real bittersweet and i think that's why just recording that that moment mm-hmm. was so big it so much yeah yeah because sure. it's like it, it's it was almost in a weird way an answer to prayer you know mm-hmm. what i mean like saying this big tragedy just happened but man, look at this big joy that's following it. So to me, I think that's the reason. That I would say that's my most memorable one.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, that, that's that's it for me. I mean, we can talk on I know, and bro. on and on. Yeah. And on there and may on need on. to be a part two. I'm always.
1: We can always. We can talk forever, yeah. right? I mean, forever. forever. We didn't really get to touch on editing. I know. The, you bro, yeah, on yeah, the camera, real. shoot none yeah. of that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. which is fine. I mean, yeah. we're having a good conversation. That's what it's about. Yeah. Um, but before we hit the soft, do you have anything for us? Like what? I mean, anything you wanted, to, shouts outs you want to do, or questions Man. you want to ask
0: us, or anything. What what started like? What was the desire to start this podcast? Uh,
1: essentially, me. You? Um, okay. I, wanted, I wanted to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to originally be a sports podcast. Okay. That's what, what the the original opinionated podcast uh-huh. was a sports podcast. Mm. That's what it started off with. But like he said earlier mm-hmm. in the pod, he went to uh, college mm-hmm. uh, for football. And um, at that time, it was 2016 when I brought it up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, we graduated 2015. Okay. Um, and he was like, yeah, like that sounds dope. But obviously he's in Colorado and yeah. I wanted to do it with him. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like... Uh, That'd be fun, but like obviously we can't do that right now. Yeah. So, like towards his junior, or senior year, that's when we started talking about it more and mm. more and more and more. And it actually came to fruition when he came back. Nice. Uh, just because we know we didn't want to do it like on a Discord or yeah. Zoom or anything. Yeah. Um, not that there's anything wrong with it. Mm. We just knew what we wanted with
3: yeah, this. Yes. 100%. Mm. Yeah.
1: And, um, so, and we also didn't want to be inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we waited till he came back, came back hit The ground running started off as a sports one, mm. but I had the idea of having it called Off Topic, which mm. is technically what this still is, yeah, yeah. Uh, opinion, uh, podcast Off Topic is where we interview guests mm, mm-hmm. and um have other people come on and share yeah. whatever they're doing and whatnot. And that's just kind of how it all came about. So, and, top podcast. What, what are the podcasts that you guys listen yeah. to the most? Okay, that's so, a question yeah, for him.
2: So, I'm more in the podcast world, um, a lot, uh, just due to the fact that I have so many different interests, uh-huh, uh-huh. um, so like. Some of my top sports ones, uh, the Pivot, okay. um, with like Ryan Clark in mm-hmm. them, and then uh, I'm athlete kind of not so much anymore, but that was kind of like the first main one. Okay. and then uh, Busting with the Boys, there it's like a really like Busting with the Boys, yeah. So it's like it's like they shoot it in a school bus or like a, a abandoned school, like a, sca- a school bus that they found, they stripped it up, uh, got AC in it, wired it out, like repainted it, like it's like a s- decorated uh-huh. set, and um, that was kind of like the concept of they were Taylor LeWan and um and Will Compton they were the first two active NFL players because they both played at the, for the Titans at the mm-hmm. time to make a podcast really and, like do it so they were like theirs isn't the biggest but they were the first, first to do yeah. it and um I kind of saw it and I was like hmm this is interesting because it was like it was when like the new media hadn't mm-hmm. started yet because now a lot of these athletes are going on to these podcasts yeah. With these players that they know, yep. they've shared uh, the field with, locker room yeah. with, and they're telling way more than on these platforms than they are going to tell like ESPN 100%, and all that dude. stuff. So I kind of really just respected that, yeah. like um, seeing the approach of an athlete figuring out the next step of his life while he's still yeah. um, playing. That's so, awesome. Really like busting with the boys. Um, Optic as uh, Hex is one of me and Cross's okay. biggest inspirations. He like owns Optic Gaming, which is an esports yeah. organization yeah. in uh, Dallas.
3: Oh, and, wow, uh, they're yeah, in Dallas. Yeah, they're in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, snap.
2: Yeah. And um, he has a podcast called The Eavesdrops, kind of where we got the interviewing the guest yeah. aspect. He basically interviews a bunch of creatives, uh, esports owners, wow. uh, people in the video game scene, and like kind of touching more light on their stories yeah. and bringing an audience to that. And then I also really like, um, I'm trying to think, there's one. Oh. Bradley Martin. Uh, oh so, I mean, yeah, that's my yeah. boy. So, I love yeah. Bradley yeah. Martin. So I, I met him, probably especially the like, last few years. He's, yeah, he's he's, gone. he's wild now. Man. <laughs> yeah, like he he man. I met him probably when I was 21. Mm-hmm. I'm 26 right now, so met him when I was 21. And I've always watched him since high school because yeah, yeah. I wanted to like learn how to work out properly. Yep. I wanted to get bigger, yep. and you know he's like a coach online, yep. so I just gravitated towards his videos. Yep. Um, and then he started uh, his podcast Raw Talk. And oh, how do you, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. good. Like it's, he, he like basically when he's interviewing these people, you can tell he really, really genuinely cares about the conversation he's having with wow, I I gotta check it out. It's, it's, it's really, it's learn. really wow. good. So I really like his podcast. Like when he, he drops a podcast, I like, if I'm watching someone else, I like stop that one and t- turn his Damn, on. Like I got to check it out. So he's probably my favorite and he's had all kinds of people on and it's cool for us because I use it as like inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like he interviews a bunch of people in the YouTube internet space yep. and it's kind of cool to hear how. People have evolved, mm. um, you know. Yeah, back in the day, I used to, I used to watch
0: uh, Bradley Martin and Kai Green like yeah. religiously. Like yeah, I was back to back videos mm. when I was working out. Because these yeah. do CT Fletcher is another CT Fletcher. C. Yeah, CT yeah. is yeah. my guy, bro. Yeah. Like anytime I f- like I feel slug in the gym, I just throw on some CT, and I'm just like, ah! you know, what <laughs> what I mean, <laughs> ran right through a brick wall. Yeah, bro. He's he's somebody who I've admired for a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that's so I don't.
1: Dope. I'm not. Even though I do it, I'm not too much into the podcast world. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite, if I do listen to one, is the Optic one, just okay. because that's I, that, yeah, that's what that's where my impression comes from, and mm-hmm. it's cool because even though it's like a gaming podcast, and mm-hmm. it has it really has nothing to do with gaming, really, yeah. Oh. So it's like they just take like their talk about their lives and like just other kind of yeah. stuff um, on the eavesdrop one, and then um, I'm, I'm I, I love video games, so ah. that's what my time is doing, mm-hmm. is, like watching other people play yeah. like video because i'm sure they're streaming on twitch yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah so yeah, that's that's where yeah. my like tv time is okay. and like my podcast time is mm. on twitch okay that's what i watch i watch people huh. like video games. i'm like a big that. audiobook guy man yeah, yeah. really I,
0: I used to read a lot and then again just like with family kids work like my like books just started piling up so i just started buying audiobooks and yeah man that's yeah yeah i love audiobooks it's my wife is like you got to chill some. because because <laughs> it's like you know I love books so I would yeah. I, you know like, that's one reason I started drinking scotch more was because I'm a, my whole thing You're was reading I, and yeah. yeah so I, I th- there would be times where I would read two or three books at a time so my my timing was dependent on how much scotch I've had so like one book would have two glasses of scotch another book would have a glass of whiskey and then like another book would have like a beer so I'd always like mess with my reading that way because I thought that's it was interesting mm-hmm. I, I might use that because I've been yeah. trying I have a ton of books. I'm like trying
2: to get through, mm-hmm. but you know, get yeah. so copped up with time. I'm trying to do the 10 page thing a day because mm-hmm. you can really get through books quickly. That oh way. yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. So just trying to figure out ways to read more because I do want to read more. Like mm-hmm. I like the and I'm not like big on the audio books yet, um, mainly because like I listen to the podcast mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm trying to like physically read it. Yeah. I guess. So I mean,
0: you could use Chat GPT to just get you a summary, <laughs> a, a summary of the <laughs> that's book, true. and be like, yeah, I've read it. That's not true. Done. <laughs> yeah, do. That's true. Um, <laughs> but.
1: Thank you taking so much, guys. Yeah, it was great. You're more than welcome. Come on anytime. Yeah, yeah we'll be the first. We, our lives. we can talk for hours. We should, we should do a part two of yeah, the cameras. Definitely. <laughs> down, yeah, yeah, I am down. Well, we 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 uh,
2: our other business partner uh, his name's Albert. Okay. Uh, he started like a media company where uh. he shoots like real estate and stuff. We actually shot the nice. video today. We we'll could probably show you. Oh, that's yeah. The, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, definitely like whenever we do another one, I definitely would like to have him on to talk to you about stuff because
1: because. I like it. Y'all are kind of, I don't know, but his company is called TOGA, uh-huh. T O G A A. Okay. And it stands for Together Our Goals Are Accomplished. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love
1: good people, dude. Yeah. yeah. They're so. the best. You can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um But again, thank you. Thank um, you guys. Yeah, I appreciate taking it. Taking time out your yeah. day. Um, but like I said, we could talk for hours. I know. Won't be the first time, won't be the <laughs> last time. <laughs> um, we'll definitely catch up at the barbecue. we oh, yeah, that coming yeah, up yeah. That. So I we'll know, too oh, yeah. It's gonna be for awesome. That. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for like that. Like I said,
0: y'all need to ask Ara to make you some Turkish coffee, dude. Because yeah. that would be. Will the he best. be there? Oh yeah, yeah. He's gonna be there. Oh yeah, he's gonna be there, man. He's gonna, he's gonna. Wait, is. It. Is he a pitmaster? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he, he is, is a pitmaster. Yeah, yeah, he's a pitmaster. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he like yeah. does that. Also. I am down. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually has a YouTube video that teaches you how to make Turkish we didn't coffee. We even
1: talk about YouTube either. See, we got yeah, come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah, we'll do it again. Um,
0: yeah. again. Um, but we're gonna plug all the socials down below.
1: Do you For want sure. the High Society to be in there as well? Yeah, of course. Perfect. 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 We'll get all that plugged in. If you need a video done, you know where to find them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, good quality. Can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, But that'll do it from another episode from your boys at Opinion. We'll catch y'all guys next time. Peace. Peace.